welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I was sitting here getting ready, and everything was all mellow and cool and set up, right? And then Jimmy jumps into the chat room, like, on 70 cups of coffee, and then goes into the whole butternut squash thing, which if you weren't here last week, I'm not going to explain it, but I'm going to say thank you, Jimmy, because people I know in other facets of my life were here listening last week. In fact, two of them, and both of them have brought that up to me, wanting to know why I'm called butternut squash. And so I have been dealing with that all week long. I want you to know, dude, my eyes are on you. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a great night. We are going to uh, – actually, let me give you the number first if you'd like to call in tonight. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you want to call in and read. We have some things to go over, so we're going to get to that. Um, I do want to let everyone know that um, we may or may not be having a uh, show on Thanksgiving this year with the stuff that's going on with my uh, with my kids and stuff. I'm not sure yet, so uh, that's up in the air. I should know next week. Let you guys know what we're doing uh, on that. Just so, just make a note. Not sure if we're doing. Thanksgiving show this year, but I do want to let you know that we are having our anniversary. Our anniversary is the 27th of November, and so we are having our anniversary show on December 1st. Okay, so save that date, a special one. We'll be starting our 16th year on the air. 16 years on the air, you guys. It's crazy. Okay, so that's enough of that. <laughs> I want to remind you that if you want to put together a workshop with us, you can shoot me a message, probably easiest on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Let me know what you want to put together and we can get that set up. I do want to take a moment as well and thank our 2022 sponsors, those of you who stepped up to the plate and helped uh, pay a portion of our 2022 broadcasting license. We literally, absolutely 100%, would not still be on the air if it were not for the help and support of our community members. So these are very special people. They all deserved every little bit of love they get. We want to thank you guys. And um, you know, as we as we come to the end of our 15th year, I just, I don't know, I just, I appreciate you guys. I can't believe this committee has grown into what it has, and I just love you guys, and you're amazing, and you should be very proud of yourselves. Anyway, our 2022 sponsors are Karen, Depth Writer DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. I also want to thank those of you who made donations in the memory of John Music Mancase, the Appalachian poet Philip Kent Church, Rain Man, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Steele, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. 
You guys are amazing. And once again, we could not be here without your help. So we love you and appreciate you very much. Thank you to our 2022 sponsors. All right, guys. So you know what time it is now, right? Dun, dun, dun. Drum roll, please. My favorite thing in the world is that drum roll. Here, let's hear it again. Yay. (laughs) Superstar. Okay. So anyway... Um, it is time for our Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini writer's workshop. So if you would grab your papers and pencils and have those ready, we'll go ahead and get started on some of that. Now, remember, as I go through this tonight, if I get you lost somewhere along the way, you miss something, don't panic. You can come back after the show is aired and come back and listen to us in the archives and write down anything you happen to miss. All right? We're going to uh, jump right into this week's poetry prompts, which we will be using in the first three out of the four weekly writing tasks I'm giving out tonight. So let's start out by sharing these prompts. Now, as I go through these poetry prompts, remember that poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into palms. They're like blowing dandelion fluffs out there to you guys. Where they land, I don't know. What they grow into, I don't know. But, you know, it does need to grow into a palm. (laughs) With that said, the prompt can be the title of your poem, it can be a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem. Beyond those guidelines, whatever you do with it is up to you. So let's get started with those. Number one, history as it's told. History as it's told. Two, the old water tower. The old water tower. Three, I paint you this picture. I paint you this picture. Four, the domain of shadows. The domain of shadows. Five, a guide to communicating with aliens. A guide to communicating with aliens. Six, the wandering lost. The wandering lost. Seven, SOS. S-O-S. Eight. When I stopped dreaming. When I stopped dreaming. Nine. What no one notices. What no one notices. Ten. A box buried in the ground. A box buried in the ground. Eleven. Storm chaser. Storm chaser. Twelve. Secret language of the insane. Secret language of the insane. Thirteen. Whatever possessed me. Whatever possessed me. And fourteen. White noise. White noise. So those are your 14 poetry prompts for the week that we are going to be using. With these, you can write one poem to each prompt if you would like. You can mix and match them and use 9 and 11 and 3 and 6 and add all those to one poem. Or you can get real froggy and you can figure out a way to use all 14 prompts in one poem. All right. So the prompts that I just gave you, we're going to be doing your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. And this is what you do before you ever sit down to write to a poem. 
It's probably one of those, you've heard me say it a hundred times, you're probably so tired of hearing me say that, but it's one of the most important things you can do before you sit down and write to something because your brain has a knee-jerk reaction. When it hears something, I mean, if somebody, you know, punches you, you say, ow, you know, you're, 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 someone hits your knee and you're going to, you know, kick in the air, whatever it is. Your brain has that same kind of muscle memory. So when you hear something that that inspires you, your brain is automatically going to pick up those images first. It's kind of like when you do a search on Google, right? It's going to grab the most common ones first. But what happens when you poke farther than that and explore further and further and further into it? If you get away from those common images, the basic things that we all think of, what are you going to find under there? That's what this teaches you to do, and you should do this not only with your prompts every week as a good, just a good growing experience, but with anything you ever sit down to write. All right? So what we're going to do is have you start out on a clean page in your writing journal, and I'm going to have you write the first prompt, which is history as it's told. Let's not use it. I want to use this one down there, Storm Chaser. I really like that one. Okay, so the prompt Storm Chaser. You write write the prompt on the top of the page. Then underneath of it, before you write a poem to it, I want you to write at least six different ideas for poems you could write to that prompt. All right, so instead of writing a poem to it yet, I want to know six different poems you could write to that same prompt. What are all the ways you could twist it, turn it, have it mean something else, give it another face, another voice, have it become something different? Storm Chaser. I want to know six different poems you could write to that prompt. When you're done with number one, go to number two, number three, number four, on down the line until you have at least six different ideas for poems you could write to each of the 14 prompts. Okay, I promise you, you will not get through this exercise without something. And yes, Mark, I'm talking to you, Jensen. Um, I am talking to you. I am challenging you to try to do this and get through all these prompts, all 14. You will not make it to the end without something grabbing a hold of you. And you're going to be off and writing. And it's going to be something different and stranger and weirder and awesomer than what you normally write. Okay. And you're going to sit back and look at that and say, oh, my God, I'm so glad I held on for the ride. Where in the world did that poem come from? So I promise, try it, do it. Yes, just say yes. <laughs> All right, next we are going to be doing your journal assignment. And this is a prompted storytelling free write, which is totally contradictory in every every aspect of it. All right? But people say, uh, you should, I talk to them, you should always free write. Do free, free writing is important. And they say, but I can't free write. I don't have anything to write about. And you know what? That's the whole point. You're not supposed to have anything to write about. You're just supposed to put your pen on the paper and write whatever you can think of. But I still hear that. I don't have anything. I don't know what to write about. So I'm giving you a prompted free write. <laughs> now you can't tell me you don't have anything to do a free write with. So, but this is very structured. What I want you to do is in your journal, I want you to pull out that list of prompts that I gave you, okay? I want you to start with the first one, and that's the very first thing you're going to write on your page. Then, without overthinking of it or doing too much, you know, too, too much rehearsal on this, I want you to start down your list of prompts. I want you to write a story, write the first line, the prompt, 
and then just start writing whatever you think of until you can fit in the second prompt and keep writing again until you can fit in the third, fourth, fifth, and go through all 14 prompts, writing them into your story in the order they appear. And it is so, I can't even tell you guys seriously how much fun it is to do this because you're going to have to twist and turn things and it's going to be totally non-sex, sense, non-sex, it's going to be, I don't know that it's going to be non-sexual actually, you guys, I don't want to shame anyone. Nonsensical is what I was trying to say, um, because you're just gonna. There's there's no way in, in a free white that you can. You know you. It, it'll just trust me. Do this one, and then you'll tell me what I'm trying to tell you right now. But you'll tell me next week because you need to do this first. But it's a lot of fun. You know, you're. It's it's time for you to be silly and play messy with your muses, and uh, just give yourself to permission to do something out of the normal, out of the norm for you. All right, so that is what you're going to be doing with your free write. Now, I forgot where I was. Pick up, we did your pick up harder prompt. Then we did your writing assignment free write. And I was going to go ahead and read through your prompts again. Um, In fact, I'm going to do that real fast because I skipped that part, and that's important. So anyway, these are the prompts on the three assignment things I just gave you that you're going to be using. One, history as it's told. Two, the old water tower. Three, I paint you this picture. Four, the domain of shadows. Five, a guide to communicating with aliens. Six, the wandering lost. Seven, SOS. Eight, when I stopped dreaming. Nine, what no one notices. Ten, a box buried in the ground. Eleven, storm chaser. Twelve, the secret language of the insane. Thirteen, whatever possessed me. And fourteen, white noise. So those are the prompts you're going to be using in all of this. Now, we have your Inkwell Workshop Poem Challenge for the week. All right? And this is going to be really fun. And I hope that I explain this well, so listen very carefully. Everyone put your seats in the upright position. Fasten your seatbelts, put your tray up, smoking. All right. So anyway, I want you to write a poem in any style you choose using one of the five words I will be giving you in a moment as either a concrete image used as the subject of your poem or if not the subject, then it needs to, to be used as like the major focus of the subject and instrumental, uh, an instrument you're going to use in the development of the message of the poem you're trying to convey, the message for the poem you're trying to convey, the message in the poem you're trying to convey. <laughs> when reading the poem, it must be vividly clear to the reader that what you're describing, what it is you're describing without ever using the word itself. So... Let's t- to describe this, let's take the first word, which is going to be coffee. So as a concrete subject, as a concrete image in your poem, your concrete subject, you can write a poem about coffee, but there needs to be no doubt that the poem is about coffee without ever using the word coffee, and I think I don't need any more coffee, right? So as a concrete subject, you can write a poem about coffee where there is no doubt that the poem is about coffee, but you can't say the word coffee. Get it? As an instrument of the subject, you can be a little more creative. Uh, Say you write a poem where your subject is drinking a nasty cup of cold coffee. And describing, in your poem, describing the distaste, 
the lack of it feeling warm, the negative sensation it causes, uh, the, the empty, unfulfilled need and emotions you find in, in it and you know how it makes you long for that really good cup of coffee. And at the end of the poem, you realize that the subject is using their description of that cold, nasty coffee to describe the bitter taste they have when talking about or talking about or remember their ex. All right, so they're just using how, you know, their ex has left that bad taste in the mouth, but you're using coffee as a way, the venue to do that. All right, but then again, never using the word coffee in the poem. So here are the five words you have to choose from this week. One, coffee. Two, railroad tracks. Three, sunrise. Four, bullets. And five, words. Coffee, railroad tracks, sunrise, bullets, words. Choose one of those as your subject. And a cool hint, something I like to do, I'm all about making those wordless. After choosing your word, write it down on a piece of paper. And just write, just start writing down all the descriptive words you can think of. You know, write down all the other names you could give it, something you could call it besides coffee. Write what actions it has, if it could have them. Um, what about your senses? You know, what is the smell, taste, touch, sound? Um, all of these things that you come up, come up with randomly and without constraint are things you're going to be able to pull from as you sit down to write your poem itself. And because you're doing it quickly like that, okay, blah, 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 association feeding off each other, you're going to come up with things you wouldn't normally come up with where you just sit down and you cinched up your poetry girdle and tried to write a poem. You will not think of the same things. So it's a really, really good thing to do when you're doing some, especially something like this. It's going to help you in this type of a poem. So once again, choose one of these words as a subject, um, or it has to play a major. It has to be a major player in the telling of your poem. Um, it must be very clear to the reader that what you are describing, without ever using the word itself. The words once again: coffee, railroad tracks, sunrise bullets, and words. Those are your five. All right. So there you go. To close this out, remember, as food for our creative souls, you need to focus on reading, reading, reading. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You need to have that input in order to have output. And, you know, I can replace reading with living. You know, maybe the thing that you're reading, like reading, 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 is the name of a new sign you're going to drive, you're going to you take that street home instead of the normal street. Or you go down the road and you're reading all the signs in the windows, so, you know, where normally you would have, you know, drove down to the store, now you're going to walk, you know, and read those signs. You can kill two break one stone. You have to have input. You have to have experiences in life. You know, you see people, some of these people, and they write this, like, where in the hell did they pull that from? Well, they probably slid into first base and are bandaged up to have gotten that, right? You have to experience things in order to have the ability to pull from them powerfully. So reading, 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 living, 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 feed your brain, give yourself input. All right, our next thing we're doing as our writer's discipline, every day I want you to write a haiku poem 
haiku is three lines, a five, seven, five syllable count on those lines. Every day, go out in the world and find something worth 17 syllables. As you're rushing from point A to point B, stop for a moment. When those things catch your attention, when you hear something, when something makes you stutter and step, stop and look for what it was. Grab your pencil, and as you're running to the next place you need to be, jot it down. Fix it later if it's not enough syllables, but the point is just to get it down when you see it. Inspiration, things are out there, and they're going to grab you, and they're going to pull you, and there's poems hiding in them. If you slow down enough to look for them, you spend so much of your time, and your, so much of your day giving and giving and giving to other things. You, know, you, you deserve a couple of moments to yourself. Take them, find them. Take, take a couple of moments back out of your day to give something to you. You know, there's a workshop that I do um, about pissing off your muses. You know, don't piss off your muse. People talk about writer's block. Writer's block doesn't exist. But if you don't feed your brain, if you don't feed your muse, if you don't go out there and look for the things they're showing, if you are so busy that you're ignoring your muse all day long when it's trying to talk to you, and then it's kind of like walking out the door without saying goodbye to your wife, and then coming home and expecting her to go crazy in bed like a Playboy bunny. It's not going to happen, okay? But you walk out, you stop and give her a kiss like you want to pull her into the bedroom and then walk out the door. She's going to be thinking about that kiss all day long, and I'll bet she's feeding you grapes that night. So think think of that being your muse. You can't ignore her all day long and expect her to sit down and play nice with you. You have to give her that little tease. You have to give her that bit of attention. You have to, you know, keep her eyes on you. So every day, find your 17 syllables. That's it for the ink, this week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop. Remember, if you happen to miss anything that I went through, you can come back and... Uh, listen to the first 15 minutes of the show and find what you need. Jot it down. Start, stop, write, have fun with it. And uh, as you do these, you guys, if you do these, share some of this stuff with me. I love it when you email me the things you've written or come on the show and read them even. But let me know what you think of some of these exercises and stuff because I am getting ready to put together our our 2023 workshops and so on and so on so your input's very helpful to me i'm going to stop yammering we are going to play a recording we always start in every always start and stop every episode with a recording by one of you poets so if you'd like to have your piece played on the air you can email those to me or messaging them to me on myspace but if you email them it's the t-h-e the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com that's the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com. I'll get those uploaded to the library and we will play them for the world. Yes, the world. We are broadcast worldwide, people. So the piece that I'm going to play this evening is by Brian S. Ellis, amazing poet. You can check him out. Just Actually, just Google him and you can pull up a bunch of his work on YouTube. Pretty incredible. So here we go. Brian S. Elliott with Shopping Carts. It started as a game of communist soccer. Communist soccer is when you and your friends stand around a shopping cart volleying the ball back and forth, eventually getting it in a basket. 
In communist soccer, when one person gets it in the basket, everyone does. We had the energy, we had the night, we had each other. We had a problem. We were way too good at this, so we did the most obvious thing. We stacked another shopping cart on top of the one we already had. But a hot minute later, we were popping the ball in every other slap of the ankle. By the time we lifted that third cart into the air, we knew something unexpected was going on. Maybe even something magical. The shopping carts. They were begging for it. Begging for us to pull pyramids out of them, so we answered their prayers. The logistics were immediate, and the mechanics came even quicker. We worked in pairs. Gathering the carts, lifting and attaching, deciding where the sculpture was going to go next. First, the center is upright, and then they spread outward, laying the carts on their side. The next layer rests with its front wheels, hooks into the basket in the center. You wouldn't expect how many ways shopping carts can lock into one another in the middle of an empty stop-and-shop parking lot on a weekday. It didn't take long for authority to come after us, and we ran, but not before we were given a thick, Hey! You think this is funny? Who's gonna take this down? Some lifetime dead-end job schlub just like me, whose morning routine will be abruptly interrupted by something he or she didn't know existed. Our work was not finished. At Star Market, we erected an overflowing swarm of metal and carriage. By the dumpsters of Family Dollar, we reconstructed the scattered bones of commercialism into a throne of modern antiquity. We slid them upside down to the ones right side up. We forced wheels in the handles. Everything else, it came from the earth. We chiseled away all that was not shopping cart from the air, and the closer we drew the realm of the impossible, the larger it became we wrote letters. In the language of shopping cart, and they read, Wage Slave. When you pull this apart tomorrow, please do not let any weight gather in your shoulders. We wanted to put a little impossible in your life again. A little unexpected. A little I don't know what's around the corner. And we wanted to remind you of the necessity of magic. So when you pull apart these structures, sculptures, pyramids, remember that a pyramid has five points. One that aims towards God. And four that reach for something more important. Absolutely incredible piece. All right, guys. So, what comes next? Dun, dun, dun. I need to get some cool sound effect to play there. Somebody, what can we have? Well, we need to get something there because I like pushing buttons. That's my masculine side, I guess. All right. So, once again, the number to call in, 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read tonight. If you are on hold and you are called in, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in. Listen for your telephone area code, and when I bring you on, make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. All right? Right now you can read two poems. If the lines happen to get too busy tonight and I have to cut you back to one, I will let you know at that point. And if it happens on your turn, I am so terribly sorry. 
but right now you're good to go at two. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's really important that people know how to come find you, that you start building up your writer's network, that uh, you uh, have people surround yourself with a community that is inspired by and that inspires you. They're inspired by you and you're inspired by them. All right, then... Remember, please, please, that we have a mature rating. So you are bound to hear just about anything here tonight, with the exception of adult porn poems. No bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Other than that, you guys are good to go. I'm going to go ahead and give the first three callers in the lineup so you kind of have an idea that you're being brought on right away. First of all, oh, look, Jimmy's first, then we're followed by Michael, 731, and then 903, Eric, will be our third caller. I do want to let area codes 419, Rebel Jones, 419, and 503, Mark, know that you guys are not in the lineup. You were, but you're not anymore. So I think you pressed one, and it took you out of the lineup. So 419 and 503, if you guys are just hanging out and listening until you're ready to read, that's cool. If you change your mind any time and you do want to read, Mark, I see you. I've got you, Rebel. All right, so 503, if you want to come on and read tonight, press 1. You will not lose your place in line that you had earlier. If you haven't decided if you're going to read. Okay, I got you. All right. So because technology being what it is and me being old school like I am, I always write down the, uh, the callers on a piece of paper so that if something happens, like with Mark and Rebel, and you lose your place in line, that you don't really lose your place in line because I know where you called in. So anyway, I'm bringing you guys on where you called in. And uh, Rebel, you'll be after Eric, and then Mark, you will be after Rebel. All right. Let's go ahead and grab Mr. Jimmy Ray Davis. Dun, dun, dun. Wait a minute. All right. All there right. you go. Jimmy Ray Davis, <laughs> word machinist in the house, talking to my favorite butternut squash. And I just want to say that, uh, Nyla, it is, a, it is a, once again, it is an honor to be here. Uh, you know the I'm going to start song? calling you my like the first time. Huh? You're gonna. I'm just gonna call you my little comquat. You're my little comquat. That's cool. You can call me anything. Just don't call me late for supper. Now um, you're cooking. You can't be late for supper because I sure as hell am not cooking. I'm always I've seen late. your pictures I, you I'm, post yeah, of your dinners. I'm, yum. Because yum, I'm yum. because I'm because I'm cooking. I always eat last, so I kind of am late for supper. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, so, uh, but it, but like the Foreigner song feels like the first time. That's how it feels mm-hmm. every time I call in. Love the show. Love you. I'm happy to be here. It's, uh, I sound like a broken record. I know. Robbie, shut up. And, um, I know he's, he's going to get a jab <laughs> in on that one. But, uh, but, um, it's true. And it's, and it's just, I'm really grateful, uh, that we have this outlet, um, and that we have you. Uh, I am a little upset with you, though, and I'm going to tell you that right now. That's um, okay. Get I almost in called line, you. Baby. I am <laughs> take a number. I almost take a number. I almost uh, <laughs> I almost called you because I have a really uh, big project coming up. I'm actually working on it tonight, but I took some time away to call in. Uh, so I had my Halloween spooktacular on TikTok, which I shared a lot of the videos with you and on uh, Facebook, uh, and that was all spooky, scary stuff for the month of October. And uh, and I'll be shifting gears in December. The whole month of December, I will be doing Christmas poems and songs and stories. But 
for now, in the interim, no, I will not be doing a month long of Thanksgiving poems. That's just not going to happen. But <laughs> I am shifting gears. <laughs> I am shifting gears. And there's a poem I read on the show here about a month ago, I want to say. It was before the scary stuff. And it was a very, uh, well, it was written as, and you know, from my heart, but it was also perceived correctly. Uh, and I believe you mentioned you, you actually mentioned it uh, again to me afterwards because you really liked it. It was called Cartwheels, and it's a very uplifting, uh, just a, just an inspiring poem about you know just just a very um, you know well of positivity. Just you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to say it all, but you know, I said the poem, and so my idea was for my first poem in November, my first video poem. I want to do a ver- version of this, and I was thinking of all the people that. Um, or not all. I couldn't think of all, and that's the and that's the problem. But we'll include more later. But I want to get images of. Positive I'm not sending you a picture of me doing a cartwheel. It's not happening. Okay. Oh, go I ahead. I'm sorry. Poetic license. <laughs> I said poetic license and liberty with you, and I answered for you because my idea was to ask the people that I wanted to include, and I didn't get to a lot of people. And they will be in future videos. But this video will be basically a slideshow of all these people. There's a few new friends from TikTok. There's a lot of old friends from MySpace. Uh, There's some family. And you are included, even though I did not get an answer because I just said, you know, fuck it, I'm including you. So you're going to have to get over it. Use me as you you see fit. I don't care. Yeah, and I didn't, and I didn't put you in as a. I was going to like everybody was going to have their picture, and then you, I was going to take a picture of a butternut squash, but I didn't do that. Oh my God! So, I killed you. Uh, I get, I get points for not doing that. I would have focused in on the big round bottom of the of the squash, and, uh, but, so Nyla. I um, told you were telling me my butt was big. No, no, I said the bottom of the squash was big. Same difference. Mm-hmm. Big difference. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I want to read um, a, an old poem and a new poem tonight. And, okay. Uh, so I don't believe I've ever read – I know the new one I didn't, but the old one I don't believe I ever read. It's one of those uh, discoveries as I'm going through my MySpace files, um, I, I, that one that I had forgotten that I had written. And, um, but we're going to start with a new poem, and this is called – let me take a sip of my soda here first, you know. We word machinists have to kind of oil the cogs a little bit before we speak. All right. <laughs> this is called uh, this is called Save Some Soup for Me. And before I read it, like I love coming up with titles that make people think they know what the poem's about. And I guarantee, you, I guarantee that not you or probably anybody else have any clue or even come close to what this poem is about based on that title. And that's the idea. So this is Save Some Soup for Me. Mama called an angel to come and save my soul. My suicide had failed hard. I'd simply lost control. I'll be late for supper, so save some soup for me. Future's just a shadow of yesterday's memory. Hold me tight and make the pain go away. I'm drinking down at Gilbert's, telling jokes with Earl. The waitress tells me nicely she's not my type of girl. Hitchhike with a stranger, Ma, I'm coming home. Build a fire in the hearth to warm these tired bones. Hold me tighter until the pain goes away. Praise all God's children, the preacher, loud as a gun. 
And all I can think about is a girl in Kent, Washington. She liked to kiss me pretty, creating butterflies. And I still recall quite gravely the autumn day she died. Hold me tightly. Take my pain away. Well, I snuck the key from Mama to the forbidden shed. All my thoughts, a jumbled mess, a fire inside my head. I blacked out and woke up, and I can't understand why there's tears in my eyes and a gun in my hand. Hold me, baby. Don't let me go away. I'd like to stick around for just one more day. And poem. That was incredible. I thought you might like it. I do like it. I love it. More than like I love. And I didn't mention that the soup in the poem, I didn't think it was pertinent to mention it at the time, but it was a, and you're going to get upset with this, but it was a, a you can probably guess, a butternut squash soup. So, um, you know what's really sucky? To, that's like my favorite soup in the world, just so you know. I, I, why would it be? The butternut squash likes the butternut squash soup, of course. Because that makes me a cannibal. Mm, I, not really. I mean, that's like a pig eating bacon calling him a cannibal. It's not really the same. You know, they just eat anything. Um, so, so Nyla, um, the one I discovered, I rediscovered, I wanted to rewrite it because as I was reading it back to myself, uh, and this happens with some of my really early poems, because you remember my mantra back then. It was like, oh, it's raw. Don't revise. Put it out there straight from your heart. Let people see the real you. And you know what? That's, that's as much bullshit as writer's block is bullshit. That's, that's one of the points that we agree on. And it's bullshit because, yeah, if you write something you're happy with it, you know, sling it out there. But, um, but there's nothing wrong with taking a step back. I like to take a step back. I like to read the poems out loud to myself, look for flow. Syllables are huge. You know, we want, this to, we want it to flow right in a read and also in a quiet read, in a silent read by a reader. So um, I was going to do that, and I read it out loud to Missy for the show, and... Um, I just said, you know what? I'm going to leave it. It's it's working. So uh, I I used to mine some pretty um, tough subject matter, I guess you'd say, because I don't. There's nothing to shy away from, you know. Uh, certain subjects, you know, we need to bring to light, and this is just mirrors one of those. And um, and I will write like that again. But a lot of the early ones were like that. This is called Chelsea. Midnight. Chelsea Midnight drives her car down a lonesome, unforgiving road. And though she's carries though she carries a heavy load, she knows it's time to let it go. Marionette like she dances, like a prancing politician, moves of her own volition, the ignition of her drive stuck in park. Chelsea wears a pink bandana. She looks just like a bargain of Anna, still dancing under winter sky, and no one knows the reason why. The pink tip of her knife drips red. She smiles into the ocean bed. A nervous laugh escapes her, thinks nothing can now save her. The bulk filled up hefty bag tumbles onto the waiting sand, awaiting plans for a final act. She drags it forth with class intact. 
a murderess in a stained red dress, probably how they'll remember her best. Wonders how she'd stand accused after they discovered his abuse. The sea accepts Chelsea's gift. The temperature drops, tides lift. Hand on her belly staggers back to her rusty beat-up Cadillac. North, she thinks, and freeway dreams. Seems the decay has rotted seams. To a snowy winter wonderland, a clean, fresh start, a brand new hand. She hums lullabies to baby Troy, for he's her precious baby boy. And when he turns the age of three, he'll ask, where is his daddy? He's gone to to a place called hell, but promise you will never tell. No remorse from this battered wife, whose courage saved her baby's life. End poem. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, very yeah, much we know. So, well, and I and and I and I hope that people can relate. And I hope it's. I, I hope that. Uh, I mean, the hope for a poem like that is, yeah, is first of all, is awareness for the people that can't relate, and then for the people that can. Um, you know, sometimes it feels good to feel a kinship with a written piece, even if it brings up some pain, even if it brings up some memories, because um, you can relate and you don't feel alone. And um, that's what I hope poems like that, like Iron Horse Angel, um, you know, various ones, The Lucky One, uh, things like that that I've written, uh, Was It Worth It? And uh, and that's what you can hope for. And, and it, you know, but it's but it's written how I feel it and, and, and you know, having... Um, you know, drawing upon uh, certain experiences, of course, but then others' accounts as well. And it's just like you said, everything that you you uh, take in, you know, you can put out in your words. The poem that you played starting the show, Shopping Cart, I actually, it's ironic because I just, I just wrote a piece last week called Shopping Cart Fire. And I don't, um, I like your. I, I like the notion of, of reading and getting out there and doing stuff. I literally have no time. I don't do any of that because I do not have time. I work a full shift sometimes overtime. I'm shopping. I'm cooking. I'm driving the kids all over the place. I'm writing and I'm producing video poetry. And there's literally not one idle minute. Um, and but with but on the rare moment that I have to go to the store or I have to do something like that, I was actually filling water bottles and I looked over at a vacant lot. And there was a shopping cart that was burned out that was just blackened and burned and just sitting there. Like the city couldn't even come clean it up. And it was just like this black mark, this memory of whatever was happened just sitting there for all to see. And, and that inspired a poem. And that's good. We get out there and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we're going to roll things on. Um, I will not uh, quote the ever awesome uh, Michael Todd. I'll let him do that. I'll let him do his tagline when he comes <laughs> on. But I will not repeat it. However, That's not his tagline. Uh, Don't encourage him. I will say I will say hello to him. My brother, he knows that. And Robbie Baby in the chat room, yes. Yes, always a pleasure. And uh, so Jimmy Ray Davis, Word Machinist, you can find me at facebook.com um, slash Jimmy Ray Davis. Uh, also, I'm going to try to get to my author page there. I need to switch that around and do that because that's how you do things on uh, Facebook, and I wasn't aware of that, so I, that's going to happen. Uh, Instagram, YouTube, 
Um, Reverb Nation and TikTok, where I'm doing all these cool, wonderful videos that I am sharing on Facebook as well. Uh, and those places, just key and word machinist. I am the one and only. No, that's not a bragging thing. It's literally there's, you'll key it in, and I'm the only one who will come up, which is good because no one's trying to be, you know, my tab, my thing there. And now I will also say this, very excited about my month-long uh, December Christmas poems. I will be sharing many of those on the air here. Some of them you've heard before, and uh, that's going to be very – it's going to be really neat to be able to do videos with themes like Christmas as opposed to the blood and guts and horror that I just was doing. So looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, I love it. I'm, I'm not sure what part of that was too. funny, but, I I, but thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was just thinking, you know, instead of my normal blood and guts and gore, and I'm just picturing, you know, a dissected Santa is actually what I was laughing at. God, I'm dark. Well, I mean, listen, I just, I put out a promo. I just put out a promo video that I put on TikTok for the upcoming, I call it Word Machinist Wonderland. And, um, but I said this, that one of the parts of the, of the, in, in the video I put is, this is the Word Machinist, so you're, you're going to expect, so expect something a little different. I mean, yeah, there's going to be Yuletide and carols and singing and happiness, but, you know, it's probably safe to say there will be a little darkness creeping in there here and there. <laughs> I wouldn't be I'm mean, excited right? to see what you do. I just, you know, I get excited about you. You just get so excited about what you do. You love writing, and you can tell that you love writing. And, you know, you set these great goals for yourself, and you work so hard to fulfill them. You know, I'm just, I just think you're awesome. Well, I think you're awesome, too, Nyla, and I appreciate it, and your encouragement has helped. But, unfortunately, all good things must end. Not the show, but mine and your, you know, the butter duck squashes banter has to come to an end. So, Nyla, thank you. I love you, and I'll be listening for as long as I can, but I'm going to have to get back to my project, and uh, I do appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you as well. Thank you so much, sweetheart. All right, sweetie. Good night. Good night. The amazing Jimmy Ray Davis, you guys. All right, our next caller comes from area code 731. Mr. Michael, are you with us? Hello, Nala. This is Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. Hello, Michael. It's good to hear from you. Robbie, you are not allowed to talk about butternut squash. I will be pissed off and never speak to you again. It's bad enough he's doing it. If you do it, I can take you. Okay, go ahead. How do you prepare a butternut squash? You cut it in half, and you poke holes in it with a fork, you spritz some water on it, you put a double of butter in it, you sprinkle it with brown sugar, cover it with tinfoil, and bake it at 350 for about 45 minutes. Cool. Hey, listen. Yeah. I've been run. I had to go out in the parking lot. I had a couple of trucks come in late, so uh, I've been kind of bouncing around. Uh, timing was perfect. Jimmy ran just the perfect time. And uh, he was extremely enthusiastic. I, I love him when he's enthusiastic. I love him when he's sad, too. But he was really going well tonight. But I know. Uh, go back go back in time for me and for the people that, that are actually a little bit more focused right now. What is the week that you're possibly going to be off? Thanksgiving week. I'm not sure if um, we're going to be doing a Thanksgiving show or not. Okay. 
Everybody keep that in mind. There's a, well, I don't know. I don't know. I just knew that there was a week coming up in November that you might not be off, and I wanted you to declare it for the benefit of yeah. all of us. I just don't know what my kids are going to be doing yet, so, and if they're going to be in town for Thanksgiving. You know, you, you think that I would be more prepared, but I should know by next week if we're going to, what we're Nothing going to wrong be doing. it by ear, especially during the holidays. Yeah. Now, let's get to poetry. You know, but it's a, I just can't, they don't listen to me anymore. You know, they think they're grown up or something or starting to be grown up. And like I said, let's get to poetry. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't I'm having listening. issues. I'm having issues, and I was venting. <laughs> okay, go ahead. What are you bringing us tonight, baby? I think tonight uh, I want to focus on my, my second favorite subject. That would be Laney. I sent you an email to your regular email just a few minutes ago. Uh, this is a a poem that Laney wrote for you on your birthday in 2010. I don't know if you still have it or not, but it was a picture poem that she made for you. So we're going to go back to 2010 for this. It's called Spirit Wild. In this vast, beautiful world, it's the simple things that make me smile. It's simple things that please. In an Eden of trees encompassing me, nothing feels holier than standing amid these cathedral giants or before great oceans and mountains that swallow me within my soul. And it is here I've come to know contentment. Through boundless depths of nature, I have the utmost gratitude for life. The human spirit touches me among this paradise. The universe grows of brilliant radiance, and my heart and soul embrace the light. I live every moment with the breath of exuberance and passion. My happiness dwells and thrives here. My mind and body find euphoria, knowing I am. Signed, Elaine. In peace. In I peace. do not have that. It is on one of the things that got eaten on my old computer, and I am so happy to have that again. Thank you. I love that poem. Well, great. I'm glad because I just, I just, uh, I sent it to myself, seeing you, two or three weeks ago, and I was just getting back to that, and uh, would have been nice if I. Reprinted it in black and white, but I printed it in color, and I'm I'm not color blind anything, but I have a devil of a time seeing yellow. <laughs> Yellow's for highlighters <laughs> with me, so, so I kind of missed a couple of words there. Uh, she ever listened uh, to it? Listen I'm sorry. She would say the same thing she always said to me: "Slow down." Okay. Isn't she how I met you? Yes, she introduced me to you during a a, uh, a promotional blog that we did, what we used to refer to as pimping in the MySpace days. And uh, this was a 
This is where we made a, a questionnaire out, and everybody that wanted to participate filled out the questionnaire and put it in the comments so people could look and find those that have like interest and uh, mm -hmm. hit each other up and say, hey, let's be friends and see what happens. It was a pretty big deal. And uh, as it went on, uh, she sent me a couple of people. She says, a couple of people that haven't showed up here, and I want you to, to uh, go get to know. And, she, and you were one of the two people. And that's how I – it was really hard on me because I'm a very shy person. But uh, I reached out, and here we are. We're here and she's not, so ain't that how it goes? Now, for my second one, this is a poem that I wrote for her. Oh. I probably wrote poems for to or about her. It's way over 100, so... We just were partners writing. This is a very metaphorical piece, okay? okay? I know what every word means. You don't. We'll just have to accept that. But you can make it be whatever you want. Put it in your own context. From 2013, title is When Laney Lost Her Forward Gear by Michael Todd. Things were well and fine, floating across a smooth plain. Then out of the blue it came, and nothing was the same. Some contend this was brought on by an errant aurora borealis that set in motion what would be, seemingly, an endless quest. Regardless of reason, we all had cause for great concern when the symptoms became evident and we all came to learn she about to set sail on a voyage, traversing a new frontier, all because fate threw a rod and Laney lost her forward gear. At first, there was minor cause for alarm, adjustments in order, soon evident success minimal, sliding from border to border. Up and down did fly, staying in the same place, got her nowhere. She was spinning in circles with her forward gear not there. Laney, her forward gear absent on vacation, as it had dispersed. If you think about it, what on earth could possibly be worse? Coming and going, no longer part of her equation to engineer a trip of significance not happening, no forward gear to steer. You know how she goes. She can deal with adversity, even a curse. But with advancing out of the question, left only with reverse, a calm came upon her one that evolved into panic personified because of her forward gear malfunction, Laney sat down and cried. Tragedies would never affect the good ones with her it had. Who could blame her for feeling forlorn to the point of being sad? As she stood by the side of the road, striking in a strike pose, she, she spied a bicycle bit for two, said, I'd like one of those. She hailed the rider as if he drove an inner-city cab about town. Do you think we might each take a seat and go riding around? He said he always hoped for another to pedal with him in tandem. Petting officer might as well have been stationary bike in a gin. 
The boy, perplexed, saw on her sad face a genuine look of dismay. Take your feet off the pedals, let me ride, and we'll be on our way. She knew of one who could help with whatever. Have no fear. He knew of a wizard who would reinstate Laney's forward gear. When she came before the wizard, she did not have long to wait. Her look, sad and forlorn, as though she'd done something wrong. He said not to worry, his countenance firm, boasting so sure. We'll soon have a remedy for what ails you, your forward gear's failure. After a round of questions, she, with answers willing to share, the wizard then expounded, now we're truly getting somewhere. He strutted about the room and said, there's nothing I can do. The solution to lack of forward gear lies solely within you. He handed her back a handheld mirror, then bade her be on her way. She backed away, speechless, as there was nothing left to say. Two-bike seat guy was waiting for her on the side of the curb. Concerning your forward gear failure, what was the final word? Can't say she got naught from the wizard and his talk, talk, talk. She takes that mirror along whenever it comes time for the dog walk. The roles are reversed with she and the dog. Now the dog walks her. They've learned to cope with the loss of Laney's forward gear. End point. I'm going to email you a question about that poem. I want, don't want to talk about it on the air because it's about Laney. It's about, you know, I don't want to talk about personal stuff about someone else, but I'm curious about it. Well, it's just a birthday poem I sent you there. What's that? You talking about the birthday poem that I just sent you? No, the one the one that you said you just you wrote that one for Laney, right? This poem, yeah. Nine years yeah. ago. Yeah, so there's a question I, I want to ask me. you about it, but I don't want to ask you on the air because I don't want to talk oh, about oh, Laney oh. on the air without you know okay. that's Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? You can call me or text me anytime about anything. <laughs> Ah, uh, never tell a stalker that. Are you kidding? I, I, I'll talk about her anytime. Like I told you, she's my second favorite subject in the world. Ah, <laughs> uh, too funny. You know what my favorite subject Jeez. is? Me. What? Me. There's <laughs> <laughs> like a cumulative groan just went out. One like. Oh, man, hey, one of those. I'm the only one that can keep me entertained. I, I can say that about me. I am keep my very best friend. I have more fun with me than I have with anybody else because I That's like doing good. all the things I like doing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get it. There you go. All right. Anybody wants to come hang out with me, you can find me at MikeTodd.blogspot.com. That's M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. I reside in Midwest Tennessee, very small rural community. We're not country. We're rural. <laughs> Thank you so much, sweetheart. Thanks for having me. Enjoy the rest of your evening, miss. Being here. Thank you, Michael. Bye, Bye, sweetheart. Okay, Mr. Michael Todd. 
Okay. 419, Mr. Rebel Jones. I saw you on there. Not are you. You are on the air. <laughs> yes, How are I you, honey? am. How are you? I'm doing awesome. It's good to hear from you. I was excited when I saw you um, on the lines. I um I don't call into too many shows anymore and I haven't been doing the poetry thing for some time. But I was on the phone with Gina Storm earlier, and she was like, you going to Nyla's? And I was like, oh, yes, I, I will. She better do her fanny over here, too. I miss her so much I can't stand it. <laughs> so you, you give her some of that. Radio. You give her some of that pressure right back, okay? <laughs> I will. Now, Nyla, okay. because it's been such a long time that I've got to um, be on your show, I did something really special for you tonight. Everything you do is special. But what'd you do? But this is for you. This is for you. Okay. You gave us props for the next week, but I, there's no telling that I might not be here next week. So I took as many of the props that I remembered, and I wrote this. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> so there's no title to this. You can help me come up with a title after, maybe. The history told to the common folks is not the history that some of us know. But some of us remember a history of when we were here before. There's conspiracies, folks. Lies is what's getting sold. There's a book of basic instructions before leaving Earth, buried in handcrafted box below the Vatican's ritualistic serpent room, where there exists a buried history beneath the cavern floor. On the other side of a secret door, it comes with lessons, interpretations of alien worlds and languages, demonic images, and a pictorial of man's finish. As we are diminished by being tempted and fallen as fools that consume sugar-coated nightmares leading us to our doom. I'm at the gateways to the world of shadows where I am trapped at. I'm glad to know the light still shines a little somewhere deep inside. I'm alone here in this place where I wander and wander, not knowing where I'm going or what things I'll come to know. I'm a knowledge and wisdom seeker, constantly listening, hunting for truth like storm chasers, encased in God-given armor and a weapon of celestial wisdom given to me to survive this sort of beautiful prison we currently exist in. And I cover it. I color it graphically gorgeous with words that leak from the bleeding veins of my collection of muse possessed and living pens. And that's that piece. <laughs> I'm so impressed. I am so tickled right now. I can't even tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> I was really trying to remember more of the prompts, and I was like, this is hard to come up with. <laughs> well, you'll have to. Uh, no, you don't have to do anything. You do whatever you want. You do you. I was gonna say, you're gonna have to come back at the end of the show and grab the rest of them, and work them in. But I'm not doing that to you. You, you, you just tickled me. That was awesome. <laughs> and then um, I did bring a second poem. And, okay. Um, this was so. I've gone quite a long time because I've not been in a very happy place. So I've gone quite a long time uninspired, unmused, and just not writing. So this was my comeback piece, and it was called When My Ego Speaks. And it's basically, it's a battle with me against my ego, as if my ego was like the one of the demons I'm battling, you know, the, our personal demons that we battle. The ego so is definitely the, your personal demon. Everybody's. Yes. yes. 
Love that. So this is this is when my ego speaks. This here is the seeping, leaking, trickling blood of my thoughts that leaks into my pen. For this here pen I'm in unity with, so it's just an extension. This here is that fire-based blaze, not out to amaze, but I will. That's right, I brought my best friend to me, my ego, although I know he ain't really no friend to me. Fuck it, here we go. If you're not currently tuned in and listening, then read slow. Because I don't want to lose nobody. My ego don't repeat himself for no one. He's kind of an asshole. I get lost in thought as I gaze into the smoke, and all of a sudden it's like I got punched in the throat as another fucking voice began to come through. <laughs> it is I, that motherfucker you've been waiting for, you see. That rebel you know spends bad time pushing away damn demons and shadows. But I got through. As I fought my way through his inner hells and swam through his lakes and fires, I know all of his secrets, all of his hidden desires. Hold up, shut up, get back down in them pits of darkness where you reside at. Yes, I got skeletons and sins that I still hide, and, and I will approach them and deal with them when the time is right, man. But right now, you are the demon I'm fighting. Just admit it. You could be the greatest if you just gave in. You and I were created for greatness. Ah, fuck it, man. I hate this. What if he's right? My ego was made in my image. Am I living a gimmick? Is this something that's off? Which damn direction should I face this shit? Are you still there? Yes. Sorry. Was that end poem? That's the end poem. I'm sorry. Oh, phew. I didn't know if you were doing a dramatic pause or if I lost you. I didn't want to say anything. It was like, no, wait, no, what? No, um, I forgot to end the poem. I apologize. So you've been gone so long, you're not well-trained anymore. We have to work on that. I know. I've lost my, I've lost my <laughs> microphone etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I can whip you into shape. You know, that ever happens again and you're sitting there saying, you know, I, I just don't know what I'm, I haven't written. That, that doesn't count. If you ever get stuck and need a prompt or need someone to give you, shoot me an email. Uh, well, it's not that I didn't say have Nyla, anything to write SOS. about. It's not that I didn't have anything to write about. I don't go through writer's block. I can generally sit down and write any time, any moment. But I was just uninspired and unhappy in my situation, in the scenario I was living and when you're not in a good place, you're not doing the things that you love to do. And writing is something I love to do. So I got to Well, be in I would the right have helped place. put you in a good place. Just don't do that alone <laughs> anymore. You're not alone. What's the sense of having a Nyla if she doesn't do chores? Right? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm a rebel. I do, I do things on my terms, you know? That's, that's fine as long as I'm in those terms. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right, Spirit. Tell everyone how they can show you some love. So um, I don't do social media, um, but you can find my old me, my old stuff or whatever on Facebook at our Madman Jones, or you can catch me on YouTube. I do all my poetry on YouTube. Um, it's spoken word at um, Poetry by Rebel Jones, Madman Productions. Or you can check me out at TikTok at Rebel Jones 
But I haven't been on any of those platforms for quite a number of months, a long, long time. That's okay. We all need we all need to unplug. And I'm really, kind, you know, I'm glad. I miss people when they're gone, and I worry about them horribly, just so you guys know. But, you know, I like seeing you guys take breaks from this, unplugging. You know, once I they do, go out there and... I, I live I live around a lot of nature, and I've mm-hmm. been giving more of my attention to that aspect of life than the digital world, and it's it's been beautiful, it's been beautiful. What what are you, what kind of uh, environment are you in right now? What kind of nature? Um, I mean, I only got like a half acre of property, but through the property we got a creek that runs through, and we got woods around us, and there's a lot of animals. We got um. We got raccoons in our yard, possums, squirrels, chipmunks, every kind of bird you could think of. We got deer. We got it all. It's just beautiful. My kids catch fish and crawdads out the creek in our own backyard. It's it's a beautiful existence here. I want to be your kid now. (laughs) Come on, come on. One more won't hurt. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like perfect to me. Oh my gosh! Okay, it is. All right. You just come outside, come out in the backyard, and throw the fishing pole on the creek if you want to. Kids go down with buckets and nets, and they catch all kinds of crazy shit. I love hearing that because I really get afraid sometimes that there's things that I got to do as a kid that a lot of us got to do as a kid that kids nowadays are not going to know what it's what it is. You know, they're not going to understand nowadays, what it, how cool the back doors. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I'm proud of you. That's great, a great thing that you are uh, providing for your children, those experiences. Thank you. Oh, hey, by that. the way, uh, Nyla, I'm going to have to mm-hmm. cut my time short right now because the wife just texted me and said the boys are waiting in bed for me to say goodnight. So I want to say oh, goodnight to okay. you guys. And I love y'all. All right. Give the family a hug for us. Tell me appreciate you them sharing you. Thank you, honey. Will do. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. Rebel Jones, Google him, you guys. He is amazing. Let's go ahead and bring on 503. Oh, Mr. Jensen. Yeah, hi, Nyla. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you, sweetheart? I'm fine. Great. I'm doing doing good. It's Uh, good to hear from you. I love it when I look down there and see that local number. Exactly. Yeah, getting ready for the next uh, Salem Poetry Project open mic. It's going to happen here in about 45 minutes. So I'm glad I was able to, to jump on briefly. Oh, I'm so happy. That, oh, awesome. Yeah, because you're busy. Okay, go, go, go. Do your thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, hey, um, so, yeah, I have, I have one, or, one or two poems here. Uh, this first one is called B over A. We are now finding for B over A. This is how life works. B is over A. Always. B, of course, representing the ordinary number, the smaller part, the mysterious area of the larger, the unessential. B is the maligned part, the part that gives maybe too much, the part that's not considered or is angry for no reason. B is the part we forgot to think about, the unconsidered section, now represented by an unconsidered number. 
be his children, be his worth, be his love, be his taxes, be his tears dried on red cheeks. Be is, be is, be is. And A. A is what it is. That's the end. <laughs> what it is is what it is. That was. Are you going to read two, by the way? Do you have time for two before you yeah, have to run away? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can do, I can, I can, I can do two. But, awesome. Uh, Please. Yeah. Okay. Now, the second one is called Exercise for Beginners. Do people breathe differently when they are running in their dream? I had a dog. He would run in his sleep. His feet would quiver as he chased chipmunks up trees made of canine fantasy, eyes moving, scanning the insides of his lids. I wish there was a dreaming diet where I could run marathons while unconscious. And in the morning, wake sweaty, slimmer, and without being sore, I'd marathon every night. Happy to pound up and down the narrow streets of Capri's limestone vistas, winding under the tight-leafed trees, the sound of peacocks calling, blue Mediterranean in the distance, yellow sun tilting toward the western horizon, boats coming in from afternoons fishing. The La Teresa, first above that emerald and blue, White tablecloth is lit by candles calmly flicker in the ancient shoreward breeze. White plate with ravioli caprizzi. The ravioli's handmade perfection. Filled with parmigiano and aged cachota cheese and marjoram. Then toasted with a slightly, with a lightly fresh tomato sauce Garnished with a few fragrant basil leaves, white and red and green and scent. And of course, there must be wine, something rustic and red to reflect the sky as the sun demurely departs. And bread, crusty bread with olive oil and some balsamic. Come along if you like. But wear something nice. I think they have an evening dress code. That's the end of that. I love how you always have things that surprise. You know, you're not a predictable writer. Oh no! You put those yeah. those little yeah, those little people. hooks in there, and and you know the the unexpected. Just very good, very good job, love. Thank you very much. Um, You're welcome. If, if if I can't get back, 16 years is a long time. And so congratulations, really. Thank you. That's wonderful. Thank you, sweetheart. You know, you've been doing a lot of stuff in our local poetry area for much longer than even that. So I just respect no, you. I'm very proud. Not even close. Not even close yet. You, you beat me by at least 10 years. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, thank you. You know, I get real happy. 
when I see you call in. And so I just know how much I appreciate it. We just need to get some more of our neighbors to call in once in a while. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. All right. Have fun tonight. And, uh, yeah, have fun tonight. Thanks. Have a nice evening. Thank you, sweetheart. You too. Mark Jensen, you guys, look him up on Facebook. Absolutely amazing. M-A-R-C, by the way. Yeah. All right. Oh, wait a minute. I think he's with me. Are you still? Hang on. Are you still there, Mark? M-A-R-C, M-A-R-C, J-A-N-S-S-E-N. Poet, and that's on Facebook, and I also have a website now, surprisingly. That's awesome. Perfect. All the best. Good night. (laughs) Thanks, sweetheart. Have fun. All right. Let's go ahead and kick my board in the butt for not behaving. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller, which comes from area code 9... Did we... 903, did I skip over you? Yes, you did, Nyla. What a bitch. (laughs) Yeah, you're supposed to say you're welcome, Eric. I'm sorry. (laughs) Hi. You should have been on before Rebel. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's good to hear him. It's been a while too. So he's a he's a good dude. He's a good guy, and he's uh, he's a, he's a talent poet too. I, I had him uh, a long time ago on Facebook, but yeah, he's a good dude though. But uh, yeah, hello. This is Eric Shulman. How are you doing it's tonight, Nyla? Good Nyla? to hear from you, baby. I feel like I haven't talked to you in like at least twenty minutes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. So, so what's going on? I know you were upset because this isn't our anniversary show coming up, but yeah, December first. Yeah, 1st, well, I didn't know. I didn't know the exact date, so yeah, yeah, Jimmy Ray. Yeah, I did want to give him a shout out too. I like both of his poems, and he's awesome. Uh, but anyways, uh, no, I mean I wasn't pissed off about it. I just wanted to know. I didn't know because I had, I had. The thing was, I went to Oklahoma today to work, and I had. Like, you know, several hours in between ride time. So I wrote, I actually wrote a brand new poem, but I'm not going to read it, that one yet. But um, I will later. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I wrote that one, and I was going to write, if I needed to write uh, real quick, or not real quick, uh, I, need, I had time to write an anniversary. That's why I was asking if it was tonight. And I went on your website and didn't see it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to see. So that's cool. It still gives me time to do it. <laughs> It don't take that long, so. But no, it's all good. Yeah, I was just checking to clarify that. But I got this uh, this uh, haiku I was gonna read last time, but I had a long poem, so I decided not to. But so here we go. Macabre, magical, mischievous, mischievous monsters, spirits, scaring, despairing. That's in peace. <laughs> I love it. I love Thank it. Thank you. It doesn't matter. Right. If it, it doesn't matter if it's not Halloween. You can read all those you want. Oh yeah, I got plenty of those too. <laughs> I'm still working on. Uh, I started a speakeasy spooky one. I hadn't had. I didn't have a chance to do it before Halloween, so I'll get that one written. It's more. It's more prosy and storyish, not poetic. But I mean, it'll still have some poetic in it too, poetry in it. But it'll be more story. So, but uh. 
Anyways, I got this next one's a more self-aware one. It's uh, untitled, actually, but it's it's pretty real. It's pretty real. <laughs> so. Always trying to be kind and truly genuine with others, and especially myself. I am only human, being far from perfect. Sometimes my lowest self annihilates my highest self. Whirlwinding my willed self-mastery, there are a whole lot of things that grinds my mind, sanities and insanities, never finding uncertainties and unknowable answers, relentlessly unwinding, unbinding, and undefining, undefining myself, fearing, bearing, bearing, and tearing me apart changes, however potentially beneficial, sacrificial, initial, they may become, mucking, ducking, tucking, under an into indecisiveness instead of reveling in absolute certainties and decisiveness. That's in peace. <laughs> that was different, a little bit different. I mean, it was you, you still had your rhythm and stuff in it, but there there was it had a little bit of different flavor than normal in that. That was awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, it it reminded me of my transformation poem too. So I'm I've been I'm on I'm on this self awareness self mastery journey. Um, and the biggest thing is that happiness is a choice and that you choose to be happy no matter what, whether you're having a great day or not, it's a choice. And, and uh, that's the biggest thing. It's called the dichotomy of control by Epictetus and Stoicism. But there's a lot of other people that said the same thing. It's just different. But basically, you don't worry about what you can't control and you learn to let go and you learn to grab a hold of what you do need to uh, have a hold of what you know whatever that is whatever that means you know to to each individual so but yeah that's what i got right now that's what i wrote um i did write uh so i so i did so i finished the collaboration book with uh gina carillo and uh we got it on amazon but right now we're waiting for our proofs because we did, both did it on our phones, and she had the laptop, and then it was a little different. So we, she got it on Amazon Kindle, and it's also on paperback too. So I'll get you that notification. I'll get you. I'll uh, send you that link once it's ready. Um, we got to wait 72 hours to be completely approved, and we're waiting for our proofs. So hopefully we'll be getting those uh, in a week or two. Uh, just depends. So I got to wait before I get paid, actually. So I can do that. But anyways, so we're going to get that, and we're going to check out the print. So we're getting proofs from Amazon, and we're going to check out the format. Hopefully we don't have to do anything else. It was a real pain. Uh, we use Microsoft Office on uh, on the app. But anyways, so I have started uh, focusing on my books that I started at one time, but now I have Microsoft Office. And Gina showed me how to use Amazon Kindle, too, so I'll probably be doing that when I get my books ready. So I'm working on my book, um, Kaleidoscopic uh, Poetic Prosaics is actually what it's called. So, uh, And these are the ones that I read uh, Halloween this last, this last time was one. And I'm doing all the holidays. Well, not all the holidays. I'm doing a whole lot of holidays. And then I'm going to venture out and do a whole lot, and I want to do everything. And then also I'm going to be, while I'm doing that, I'm going to be revising and editing my Traveling Silhouette book finally. And while I do that, 
I'm going to gather all my poems together and give them to my nephew who wants to have them so that he can, you know, show his, his uh, friends and family. I mean, his friends and, and teachers, and he can have his own, you know, Uncle Eric's own collection collected works. And uh, and while I'm doing that, I'm going to work on my autobiography, my 37 years of Halloween, uh, celebrating Halloween. I'm going to write my own fictitious Halloween poetry as well. So I'm going to be pretty busy. And I have other projects too. So, but yeah. So I'm going to, oh yeah, I still got to do Still Country Boy and finish that. That one's long and I still got to fix it too. But, but yeah, that's what I got going on. So that's it. I'll be a busy, I'm going to be busier B than I already am. <laughs> busier than so B in the morning. Though. That's right. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited well, thank you so for you. Much I, for I can me. tell that you're really excited about the things you have going on, too, and I love it. Oh, yes, I definitely am. You know, you called me a wild child, right? Or the mm, love, You are the my wild, wild child. child. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, like Oscar Wilde, too, and Wild Regular, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So exactly. They both go hand in hand, so that's great. And ha- happy birthday, me, Nyla. by the way. Oh. And thank you so much. Yeah, I forgot to tell you all happy Halloween. I don't know how it slipped my mind. <laughs> did I sing you happy birthday last no, that's week? Right. No, I don't think you did. Oh, okay, are you ready? I'm ready. To everyone else, to everyone else I apologize. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Eric. Happy birthday to you. All right, there you go. <laughs> Thanks so much. I appreciate it, Nyla. Oh Thanks for the God. platform. Thanks for everything you do for us. Thanks for the prompts. Uh, that's another thing I wanted to do. I told you I was going to get a little prop. I'm going to make a little epic poem of, of Nyla's prompts one day. I need to get them all written, and I could be like oh, rebel be and fun. put them together, and then I'd sing them, then I'd read them to you. So that'd be cool. I'm going to do that on my own, so that's all good. I just got to copy them down and write them down. But, um, uh, but yeah, anyways, that's what I got going. Um, still working every day, of course. So, and I do have in between time, so that's usually when I write the most. Because there's times when I don't get home, you know, until late. So, but it's all good. And actually, there was an open mic night that I was told of, but I had to pay ten dollars to get in, and I don't have it right now. So, it's a brand new one that I've never been to. It's in person, so I might be checking that. If it, I don't know if it's every I don't know if it's every Thursday or what. I got that. I got a guy that I met at an open mic night, not that not that spot, but another one. And he tells me all the ones we have in town and stuff. So, and apparently we have several. I haven't made every one of them, but <laughs> but anyway. That's excited you have him there in town. Yammering. Yes, me too. Yes, it's uh, it's uh, now right now the one I go to. There's like four people there, but it's still fun. Uh, I did go and read some Halloween poems there, but I didn't read the freaky, scary ones because uh, I had a <laughs> host, and he was like, Eric, you know some Christians think Halloween's demonic and, and satanic and and pagan. And I'm like, yeah, and? I was like, I'm Halloween not worshiping the devil in my Halloween poems. Thank you very yes, much. Thank you right, for knowing the origins yes, and letting us have yes. back. Yeah, I was like, didn't you know it came from Day of the Dead in South Wayne, too? I mean, geez, I want to... You want to have a damn, you know, want to have a holiday history lesson shit? 
But anyways, yeah. So anyways, that's what I uh, told him. I got on there and I was like, yeah, this is a, these are some Halloween poems, but they're based on my actual life too. So, you know, they weren't that scary. Um, and I didn't scare anybody. So that's good. <laughs> you know, I got scary stuff too, but anyways, so I'll stop yammering, but thank you for singing me. Happy birthday. Appreciate that. Happy belated Halloween. And, uh, and I'm going to let uh, everybody else come on after me, the fellow writers and poets, come on and uh, do their thing, too. So thanks so much for having me. This is Eric Shellman. You can find me on Facebook. It's Eric Shellman. You can find me on Instagram. It's at sign uh, And uh, right now, that's, that's really it. Uh, and that's everything. I got a whole lot of stuff to to start writing and, and finishing and hopefully I'll start having my books. I'm not going to redo every one of my books. I'm just going to make a collective works instead. Cause it's going to take a lot. Like I have up to nine books. So, and I had, you know, my first three published at one time and uh, yeah, so I'm just going to take the best of each book and put them. I want to have like a hundred, maybe in my collected, maybe I might have more. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't decided. So, but anyways, I'm going to let everybody uh, else come on, and thank you so much, Nyla. I appreciate it, and I'll try to be on the next show. Thank you, sweetheart. You're absolutely welcome. I will keep you posted and give you the reminders on the anniversary show, okay? All right, cool. Thank you. I really appreciate it. (laughs) You're welcome, (laughs) and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for being here tonight. I appreciate you so much. You're welcome. appreciate you, too. Bye, Nyla. Love you. Love you too, sweetheart. Have a great night. Thank you. You too. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. That was Eric Sheldman. Make sure you check him out, you guys. And let's go ahead and let me take a look at the board here. It's being a little finicky tonight, but we're good. So we have our next three callers. Come on. Like you can do I, I believe in you. <laughs> Our next callers, we've got uh, 219. We have Brother O next, followed by 832, followed by 860216. And then area code 419 and 608. You are not in the lineup. If you want to come on, press 1, 608, and 419 if you guys want to come on the air. All right, let's go ahead and grab... Brother O, are you with me, my darling? Hey, now, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm glad to hear it. What's going on with you? Oh, nothing, nothing, uh, yeah, I'm just still doing poetry and still, just, uh, still waiting on that heart to come, and you, in nearly a year since I've been down here. That's a long time. Yes, it is. Too long of a time. But yeah. considering the alternative, I'm glad you're there. Right. Yeah. So what did you bring for us tonight, hon? Turn it down, huh? 
I got a song called Brother Old You're a Legend. According to the dictionary, the word legend is defined as extremely famous and notorious person, especially in a particular field. In a conventional sense, I personally didn't want to be called a legend at first because I didn't write or perform portions of when the word to be a celebrity. My main intentions have always been to share stories about my life to people who need a source of encouragement and inspiration and to be a game changer and pioneer for to disabilities who represents people who have been completely written off, unnoticed, and forgotten. My dear brothers and sisters, I've been performing poetry for over 12 years. My main objective is also staying, always staying relevant to the times, always speaking with honesty and transparency, creating poetic masterpieces, having patched thousands of lives, and always remaining dedicated and consistent to my craft until I experience nationwide recognition and a breakthrough. After studying, watching, and observing the true legends in Chicago for the last 12 years, I kept telling myself I'm going to be in that elite company eventually. Back then, I was under the radar while I was constantly learning about the business side of poetry. When I first came on the scene in 2010, I was the phenomenon who took the poetry world by storm with my storytelling abilities. I was a megastar in the making until my thoroughbred heart surgery nearly 10 years ago. After my surgery, I nearly walked away from my spoken word ministry for good eight years ago because of being overlooked. However, I stayed the course and calibrated my focus into developing my other skills and talents. Since then, I've gone on to win numerous awards and receive accolades, including four National Sport Award Awards for Overcoming the Year and the Elena Love Thrive Award. My dear brothers and sisters, every now and then I ask myself the question, why would my fellow poets refer to me as a legend? Why would I be called a celebrity while in the hospital with a heart transplant? What attributes and characteristics of a legend do I possess? To most people, I'm just an average Joe who wrote that I'm scared to become a well-known personality illuminating the household name in the Chicago poetry community. Upon meeting me in person, your first impression will be one of astonishment and total surprise by my unique abilities of putting words together. I'm a very mild-mannered, articulate, intelligent brother and a true gentleman who maintains his high standards of professionalism, integrity, and character. My dear brothers and sisters, if you had general conversations about legends, you will mention professional athletes or any other celebrity that you can think of. And the true fact is very few people in the world are true legends. Brother, what makes you a legend? I'm the genius who came up with my trademark introduction, Brother Old's Most Definite Building. I'm the icon that completed my debut CD project, Brother Old the Chronicles of a Living Miracle, while in the heart, in the hospital, waiting a heart transplant. I'm the next big name that will experience an overflow of opportunities after fully recovering from a heart transplant. 
I'm going to experience the life of celebrity when I come home from the hospital. And I'm poised to take my place as one of the true legends in the national poetry community and poem. So much you're going through. So much you're doing, so much you're giving. You deserve the recognition you get, hon. God, thanks now. I appreciate it. Absolutely my pleasure, sir. (laughs) Thanks. You're welcome. So, are you going to do two? No, no, just that one. Thank you. Such a tease. All right, Brother O, tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart. I can be found on Facebook in the name of my brother O'Gavin, as I mentioned earlier in the poem, I CD project, uh, Brother O, the Chronicles of the Miracles on Spotify, created as a playlist. If you can't play it, play it on your, play it, the Red Beat, download it, share it, copy the link. And just listen to the CD. And uh, also, if you not to pin every Monday night, RadioShawnTalkShoe.com, and uh, twice a month I uh, host uh, Words of Still Forty TV show on uh, on YouTube, along with I said it is Analog Soul. That connect with me and uh, actually looking for poets to interview on that show. If you're interested, uh, send me a friend request on Facebook and I'll connect you directly to the brother who actually created the show and uh, he'll explain how you can get on, how you can get on. So so you can be interviewed and feature some of your poems on that show. And every Monday night too, call in Call in at six zero five five three two zero four four. Show ID nine three one five five. Every Monday night from eight to nine. Yeah, get at me. Connect with me on Facebook. If you have any questions, just just show me in inbox. That's it. And thank you for your support every week. Thank you so much, sweetheart. And keep us posted when you when it's time for your show thing to come on. Throw that up on the page for me, on my Facebook page, so that it's easy for everybody to find. Sure. I mean, our com- our community has a our community has a great network of poets, so you guys should definitely, you know, be utilizing that yeah. with the things that you're doing and take advantage of that. And let us yeah, know because yeah. we want to know these things. Yeah. Right. The poets looking to be interviewed. Poets that want to that want to. Uh, that need need more exposure, just just get at me and I'll make that happen for you guys. Very cool. Appreciate it and appreciate you, sweetheart. Thank you for everything that you do and uh, for being here each week. Thanks, Al. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, sweetheart, and we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you next week. I'll be back next week. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you then. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Let's go ahead and grab area code 
919, you are not in the lineup. If you want to come on the air, please press 1, and I'll know it's okay to bring you on. 919. Let's go ahead and grab 832. 832, you are on the air. Hey, Miss Nyla. <laughs> hey, Mr. Blue Blue. Hey. I'm wonderful. How are you doing, sweetheart? Oh, well, it's just, you know, it's one of those things where... I mean, I'm, I'm doing good. I mean, that's not that. It's just, you know, you, you're walking along, and, and then all of a sudden, something you never even contemplated. I mean, it's always, I mean, once you know about it, it's like it's, it's, it's obviously a possibility of something to be done, Uh but you didn't even think of it, you know, of it because it wasn't something that was uh, part of known knowledge, if you will. So I kind of, I'm, I'm hitting. This is something uh, that I didn't, hadn't heard of before. And I'm going to try to do some more research on it. I'm not, I don't have a whole lot at the moment. Um, But it's something that I want to know more about. Just because I know it's, you know, it's something that's like, these things are, these, these things are not something that you can sit there and lie about in terms of, you know, trying to gloss over it. And say, oh well, it's just, you know, one little thing. No, I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. So this uh, this piece is called begging letters. You uh, and my name is uh, I'm Soldier Blue, by the by. And this is called begging letters. <laughs> you think you know everything. You think you've heard it all. Begging letters, deprivation, starvation, the blind and infirm of red earth begging, please, recommending themselves to someone's kind care, some food, some old clothes, a few cents. Begging with desperation, regardless of the consequence from the blackened issue of heart, Upon a reservation, grandfather, uncle, grandmother, unchi, what has happened? Begging letters archived, never sent, harsh disease, people dying, these needs over once, never addressed. 19th century, yesterday, what do you in your dying days of consumerism know about such as this? Stacks of letters, not lost, not forgotten, archived. Begging letters, bones hardening with decay, the earth rent. May it swallow us. We have seen it all. We have heard it all. We have been forced to know it all. Each falling sound of failing breath, starvation, disease, and you want to be an Indian. Wear our clothes, 
paint your skin, try to speak like we walk away and be damned. Shari thumb, my relations, turn and fight. We are the ghost road born. We suffer with our red earth. We reserve our prayers for truth, love, loved ones, and perhaps a better life than the blood tears of our ancestors who died, that we may be here begging letters from the ashes of our red earth, hearts torn asunder. We hear them still in the stillness of the dark and cold of our night. We hear our old ones speaking to us with these foreign letters on paper. We are the Ghost Road Born. And peace. It just absolutely kills me, the impact your writing has on your emotions when you write. I mean, there is no denying that you feel every word that you are sharing. Deeply feel. You know, to be able to bring that emotion to it, to be able to share that, to be able to envelope us in it, it's pretty amazing. Uh, Thank you for that, Nihilitis. I can't... You know, it's like I say, it just kind of hit me out of the blue. I saw one of my relations from the Blackfoot Reservation up north, and he was uh, had a an example of one such letter. And, I mean, you're sitting there listening, or I was anyway. I mean, the words don't even mean shit. I mean, it's just like I say, I hear, I hear what they're saying. And he's talking about being blind and he can't work anymore. And he's recommending himself to the care and the conscience of the, you know, the, the, the greater public of, you know, the United States. And I can just see him just sitting there, you know. He doesn't have but maybe a little bit of food left, maybe a day's worth, maybe, maybe not. You know, he's asking for some old clothes. He isn't asking for anything, you know, anything, you know, outlandish. A few cents to put in his pocket. You know, come on, man. These people are dying out there. And you're just sitting there pushing those letters off into a goddamn closet. Somewhere. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. This is why it's so important for you to do what you do. Making asking those hard questions, making us look at things that we don't want to look at, we don't want to see, we don't want to admit, we don't want to acknowledge, you know, take responsibility for. Yeah. So I I haven't seen anything, you know, as far as like I don't know, I don't I don't even know if anybody is. done anything with these in terms of, you know, trying to, you know, put this into a, 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 a format of, you know, 
you know, why these things, I mean, I know, I, I know why they occurred. I mean, just, just as, for instance, I know, you know, what, you know, talking about the Blackfeet people now, Blackfoot people, I'm sorry. There are actually two, that, those are two different nations, actually. <clears throat> the plural and the singular. And I know why it happened like that up north. I mean, after, so, I think maybe about a year's time, Congress decided they no longer needed to be sending the annuities to the to the to the Blackfoot people out there, and this is the reason that they had in one uh, one winter over 1,300 people die, and, and thus they were stacked on a on the ridge of a hill because it was so freaking cold that they couldn't dent the earth to make a a common community grave, a communal grave. So these people were stacked on the, the top of this hill all winter long until the ground thawed enough for them to be able to do that. And so, yeah, there's a reason why these people were out there, you know, trying to make it, trying to stay alive one more day. Fuck next week, one more day. And these were the people that by their sacrifice, we who are the blood of their lives are alive today. Because of their sacrifice, we are here. And it behooves us to make sure that nothing that happened to them gets lost. So I'm going to do my best to try to find out some more. At this point, this is all I've been able to see. There you have it. I know you you will teach me when when you find out these things. Yeah. I will. I will. I'll bring it to. I'll bring it to the. I'll bring it to the circle. At any rate, you can I, find me on Facebook. Yeah, it's Rafe Wild at SafeFacebook.com, and underneath in parentheses is Soul of the Blue, and then uh, you can also. Here, a good body of my works on uh, my podcast, which is called Red Earth One. And if you keep the words separated, it'll actually get you there a little quicker. As well, I have uh, some works on uh, Reverb Nation. I still have a little problem with that one just because they, I guess they've changed their format and I have to figure out how to fit the song bits into their parameters so that they, I can actually load them onto my page, and I'm working on that one. So, but there's still, there's some works in that in that one too, though. And it's under Soldier Blue Blue on uh, Reverb Nation. So, but that's uh, that's basically where I'm at right now. And so obviously, ongoing is uh, the research research that I can pull from from wherever I find it. You're doing amazing. Appreciate you so much, sweetheart. You have no idea. Uh, thank you for this opportunity, Miss Nyla. 
<laughs> Thank you for being here. And we'll talk to you next week, Soldier Blue. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Breathe deep. Keep writing. You bet. All right, then. We'll talk to you next week. All right. All right, you guys. Our next caller comes from area code... 860, which is going to be followed by 919. 860. 860 and then 216. Mama, you must have dropped. But Okay, so we have, we have our next caller is 860, and then we have 216. All right, 860, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. This is Jopek, finally. Hey, sweetheart, how are you doing? Uh, well, I feel like I'm 100 body-wise, but I'm all right. I'm gracing the world with poetry. That's what I'm going to say in a nutshell. and some pain, but anyway, um, yeah, so <laughs> it's so funny. So two weeks ago, I really tried, I was trying, really trying to get to the show, but my book is coming out in like three weeks, so finishing all that blurb and then two weeks yeah two weeks ago I really tried and I kept telling Mikey I was gonna um like Todd I was gonna be on the air and then I was like oh my god I missed it so now I have an alarm set <laughs> an hour before every Thursday right and um <laughs> he popped up so um so yeah I felt so bad two weeks ago and he's like oh no she didn't have a show and so I was concerned about you and then um I was I've been in cyber um what was i calling it i've been in off the grid off the cyber grid not by choice mm-hmm. <laughs> so my last phone was well the phone before was like infested by aliens i swear to god they took over the phone they were calling people i that was like last year in the winter i had to bring an mri and it's snowing so my friends in california sent me they're like your iphone's gonna arrive tomorrow you know you're on family plan and then, um, so it lasted until like a week ago and well, two weeks ago, I dropped it one too many times <laughs> in the garage. And then, oh my God, I think it was infested by, um, zombies. Cause I, I call my friend and give me the phone. I always call him, he's Tom, T-H-O-M. And I call him, um, alien zombie boy, Z-H-O-M-B-I. He's, I, he's like, Oh, thank you for doing that. Cause people always you know, make fun of my H in my name, you know, and you put an H in zombies. I'm like, I didn't know how to spell zombies. So, again, I'm, like, going to the hospital for half day. They're trying to get in touch with me, you know, to, like, whatever uh, questions, this and that, and um, make sure I'm, like, have a chariot driver to go. And, oh, my God, who wouldn't believe it? So, so I made this new friend, like, his last name Torres, whatever, and it kept coming up. The hospital kept coming up. Like my, my contacts went diagonal. It was so messed up. So I, I was getting to get another phone and then I've just been, I'm still not, I'm above ground zero. So I had my mom's phone. My mom flips out. So then the last phone, I talked to her like Thursday, a week ago, 9am. And then where the hell is the phone? So I messaged a bunch of people on Facebook, you know, Mike, everybody can call me. So they're all like, it goes right to voicemail. So what does that mean? The battery was charged. So then like, 
before I get the new phone, um, you know, again, refurbished, and it's an iPhone 10 instead of a 6, so that's learning curve. So anyway, <laughs> my Apple ID is still in jail. It was supposed to come out today and be on parole. It's such a freaking pain, so I have no contact. <laughs> it's just like, so, so I bought an address book. I have Christmas addresses, but I have to put all my phone numbers down there. I know, like, three phone numbers, right? And then um, all the freaking passwords. You know, we, now those passwords are so complicated, you have to change them, and it saves them for you. So guess what? So I get the phone, and my laptop on button was, like, acting weird, so I put both in the hospital. They're like, oh, we have to get apart. It'll be two days. I'm like, two days without my laptop, but I'm like, I have no choice. It might not turn. Yeah, so yeah, that's why I wasn't on last week because I had my mother's Star Trek flip phone, <laughs> and it had no speaker. Yeah. Oh my God! Te- technology hell. It was like there's the not going to be a quiz on all this, is there? No, no. So anyway, oh, excellent God. show. Happy to be here. Congratulations on your anniversary. Love the prompts. Gonna do the coffee one. I already, I already have lines because I always say like, you know, I don't talk to anybody before coffee. I'm not gonna say the word because I'm not human. Um, you know, there would be no civilization without coffee. Like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to read, because you're already at 10 o'clock, I'm going to read from um, Dirge, A Ballet for 13 Dancers, which I've read from before. Um, it's, you know, one piece that's written to be performed. These are on my website, too, because she's so packed. I'll spell it later. All right. So two, number, number two, the afterlife smells like ghosts, softened spectacle, seven dancers. Everyone slows down and locks the rearview mirror when the ambulance arrives. Demise crosshatches the body's sleeves. How funny I look without skin. Lacking the memory of other cells, the cell is lonely. Inconsolable, the viola slips the page. A gamelan can be ordered on Amazon. Rumors perforate. No one calls once I gave up color. It was an exercise in infection before I straggled here. Metaphors and allegory atrophied. I lost my hypothesis, so I opened the divine with a can opener. I didn't want to spoil. A new language can't be created overnight, and I was tired of being a pronoun. Burdens design their own burdening. The one who overdosed stopped looking for God. There were questionable assumptions. The cornfield collected us in silk. Sleep doesn't even know. Idiosyncrasies reproduce exponentially. I'm stranger than before. He said you're a sheet of glass in a crowded city. He said bring the small turtle because it knows how to hide. If we see each other at the border, don't say anything. War can't explain daylight. It's your right not to watch. It's more difficult to play dead than you think. Tell the children they're statues but can't sculpt their own until the game is over, until they return to school. Tell tomorrow you're not as selfish as yesterday. Protect the unrolled parchment from incendiary material. Things here don't hurt so much. Grief is a different color, and sadness doesn't own a house. Strangely, one arranges another. I raised my hand to ask questions, but everyone left for happy hour, somewhere less confusing. I've forgotten how to spell. No one will find me with autocorrect. The field of dandelions is clover, the lover over. Events take place in ellipses. 
The afterlife smells like ghosts and echo in syntax's wire cage. The ghost advised go slow down the corridor, climb over your missing feet. The day job has a subject gazed, losing stage. Here you don't need your stolen teeth, a lucky rabbit foot, all that trigonometry. There were kinetic misunderstandings, a fallout of composure. You should have changed the batteries and the fire alarm. Some, someone more qualified will complete the laborious paper chain. There will be semantic delay. Important people are sleeping. Plato, what did Socrates say? Hemlock was his choice. We're going somewhere, trains with no passengers. The breathtaking panoramic scenery, volumes with photos, no one prints or saves. At the next stop, someone might say something like Bedouins read stones, pitch stairs, escalate, or the mannequins split our dreams. Leading a camel to water doesn't make anyone noble, even if we sing in languages we can't comprehend. At the next stop, I might feel like going home. At the next house, I may, I may mean everything I don't remember. And peace. That was incredible. There were so many lines in there that were just freaking amazing. Thank you. And then if I've time Sadness more, doesn't own a house. I love that line. Sadness doesn't own a yeah, house. Yeah, thank you. It's funny. There were trains in it. <laughs> and I, I did eat butternut squash for dinner. It's, it's in season. It was frozen. I made it for the dog and me. And then, um, yeah, thank you for telling us <laughs> Oh, off. no, you fed it. me to your dog for dinner? What? She fed me. She, you fed me to your dog for dinner. Oh, somebody calls you butternut? Yeah, that's why the whole thing in the butternut. And you know, it's really funny as we're sitting here and and uh, <laughs> as we're sitting here and, and doing the show tonight, I've been drawing a butternut squash on my sketch pad. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and actually yes. yesterday I brought, I brought raviolis to my mom's and one was um, butternut and sage. The other one was like goat cheese and pesto. <sighs> She's like, I'm like, do you like them? She's like, mm. <laughs> You like, can send uh, them all to me. I Actually, I really love butternut squash. I call them acorn target. squash, but, you know, oh, you my God, see, so yummy. You should see the gourds. You should see the gourds and pumpkins I have. I right, make so, a ravioli. Um, yeah, like I'm going to make a ravioli. That's not going to happen. Well, no, they were frozen. They were from um, Target. <laughs> I, I, I stock up my freezer in case I don't feel well, but now I have to make room because my mom renting out space in my freezer for a turkey <laughs> and um oh, that's yeah. funny and she has two full refrigerators yeah all right so this is dirge 12 <clears throat> dirge 12 amplification for nine dancers the composition ruptures spills causes teetering not everyone will co- cooperate with effect talk wanted to talk the subject of the story will say no held hostage in an explanation there was no translation when it was sung. The vaulted ceilings amplified a dirge for mortality, a lament for not coming back. The chorus stayed quiet. Sorry, it went too far, sorry. Uh, the chorus stayed very quiet, balanced on pins, mesmerizing vertically. Lilacs became wind. Confidential, confidentiality shattered. Our watches are broken, and morning doves need more time on gray roofs. The garden was betrayed for sorrow. It can own you sometimes. Despair has a resume a mile long. The brain couldn't be brought to obey. Morning glories, striped violet and white, climbing the privacy wall, have closed without daylight. 
The moonflower's green, white trumpet blooms, hallucinogenic. Night smells like heliotrope. The perpendicular houses were almost sleeping. Apertures shut over aluminum ledges. Voyeurism isn't always creepy. She said, I wanted to see how someone else lives. The middle-aged man counts his money in the freezer. Ballet dancers don't have one leg longer. Spines lack perfect symmetry, vertebrae, one backbone, one's backbone in ugly situations. That was before the ethical fallout, before the police arrived. Maybe the prescribed pills were too many. We're trying to determine if we need cranial magnets or touch. Someone loved before less mattered. Facts often act factually. Notes needed footnotes to understand this many layers of longing. But that might be a tomorrow thing. Every fingerprint, eye, voice, a signature from the beginning of time, the boy said to impress the beaming girl twirling a trampoline. That was when he had two arms, but no one explains. Some of us liked each other. Some of us pretended because it was easier. Some of us wept behind picnic benches. Lions masks jettisoned for sewer grates after non-genetically engineered hors d'oeuvres. Personas multiplying or eroding. Small children know mostly none of this. No one calls now that I've given up color. No one talks about how we've misplaced the TV. No one should panic. We lost the oars. Eternity might be a passageway of calcium. This time we're black. This time don't say you're sorry. By the time you read this, everything has become stranger. Music fills the room. It's not all that much. Some days end before they begin. We're voting if this act is over. The chorus is weighing in. End piece. Wow. That was phenomenal. Yeah, I'm excited about the book. much more often. I know. It's been tough. I'll be honest. It's been tough, but <laughs> I'm a, you know, I've got a pain neurologist, so he's like, I'm in good hands, and I'm going to have to have a spinal tap. I had four back injections, and yeah. But you know what? I'm still here, and it could be worse. Yep, and it's beautiful in Connecticut. It's so beautiful. So I'm outside. I'm like gardening a client. Yeah, that little company garden poetry. So, yeah, that took up time this summer. All right. So Nyla, I love you, and I'm, I'll be here next week. I promise. I have my alarm set. And uh, yeah. Well, tell everyone how to yep. find you before you take off. Okay, I can be found at KrishaJopek.com. K R Y S. I-A-J-O-P-E-K.com, and those two poems are on my website and then on Facebook with that name, uh, author page on Facebook, and then my dog has a Facebook page, Elliot Jopek, so he's E-L-I-O-T because he's named after T.S. Elliot. We have our six-year anniversary together coming up, and he was a flying monkey for Halloween. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so and funny. That is and these little kids. These little kids don't know, like, they haven't seen Wizard of Oz, so I'm like, I'm, like, doing an imitation. I'm like, I used to cry. And then all these kids are like, I'm like, who are you? They're like anime characters. They're like, there's no Cinderella's anymore, you know? (laughs) Yep. All right, Nyla, so I'll be here next week. And, you know, All right, sweetheart. All right, you take good care. You too, honey. It is so good to hear from you. We'll talk to you in a little bit. Okay. Bye. All right. Okay. So our next caller 
comes from area code was Mama two one six. Mama. Oh yes. Can you hear? Me? How you doing, sweetheart? I can hear you. Okay, I'm on another program now. I came early and we got kicked off like three times. I had a guest for you, and we got like kicked off three times. We came in like at um, seven fifty-eight, and then we came back again at eight o three, and we came back again. Then we got pushed way back, so she had to go to bed. And now I'm on uh-huh. another show, but I want to tell you the last point that you just had on. I want to know who she is because I really love her, her style and what she just did. So that was Krista Jopek, um, and I will send you her link. Okay, I really, really appreciate that. Um, have heavy, uh, abstract. Uh, she was just—I I loved it. She was just really different. So, yeah, I want to get to know her. Thank you. Happy anniversary, and um, I'll talk to you real soon. Your brother, your brother is having a show over there on Clubhouse and so I'm over there. I'm a moderator over there, so we've been on here a long oh, time. Oh, awesome! Okay, so all right, Mama. Yeah, she was, she was 801, and uh, she's from. Uh, I think that's Vermont, yeah, or something like that, yeah. So we got kicked off like three times. I don't know what happened. But we kept coming back, and then she finally had to go to bed. So we're going to come back next week um, and show you some love, okay? And congratulations. Okay, Mama. Okay, bye-bye. Well, the anniversary show isn't until December 3rd. Yeah, but congratulations to being a loyal and faithful and beautiful you. We love you. I love you, Mama. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Okay. Oh, that bums me out. I didn't get Mama on fast enough. All right, let's go ahead and bring on 919. 919, you're on the air. Hello. (laughs) Mr. Granville, how are you, sir? I am doing fine. I would like to think. You never know what can happen in the next moment or two, but for right now, I am <laughs> feeling excellent and grateful. It is good to hear from you, sir. Yes, I, I missed a couple of weeks. I came on and I think I probably fell asleep or uh, uh, something and, and then I kick out. Uh, but anyway... Don't worry about it. It's in the past. Kenneth man, I'll make you. Okay. This is Thursday Night Poetry, Nyla. Hello? Are you... You're, you're cutting in and out? Are you still there? Yeah, me, I'm here. I'm cutting in and out, you say? Can you hear me okay? Well, I'm hearing you fine. Okay, all right. So what what were you just I what was I missed the last part of what you were saying? Actually I said don't worry about it. It's in the past. And and that still applies to the question you just asked. See, I I can't make out what you're saying right now. Maybe is it No, no. What I was saying earlier to you, right? I was saying, I was saying, I was talking about the last couple of times that I missed the show. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that part missing and, the show. I can hear okay. you now. And, and then I say, well, don't worry about it because it's in the past. 
I think that's what you yeah, I can hear it's in the past. I can hear you now. I just couldn't hear you a minute ago. It was really weird. Oh, I think you know what happened? I think it's because I had on my had on my Bluetooth because I was playing some music earlier and and when, and when you talk about when you spoke about not hearing me well, I immediately turned it off and the reception went up. That's probably right? it, because I can hear you much better, yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. This is poetry. We need to be heard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is true. Okay. Um, I'm going to do... How, much, how many points can I do? Two? Yes, two. Okay. I'm going I'm to do this one here first. This one is called The Power of the Morning. It is the morning, a Sunday morning, overcast, misty, and still, very still. There is little movement. The power of the morning seems riveting. It is riveting. The commencement of the beginning of the birth of the dawn of the onset inception initiation the genesis the stillness of the morning and the silence quietly reminds me of my mortality something great is at work here something we are a part of something more than us. Thank you very much, Naila. You are very welcome. That was incredible, sweetheart. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm going to keep them short tonight. And I was reading this poem recently. And... Let me say this, Naila. You know, sometimes, well, a lot of times, I I write a poem, mm-hmm. and I'm not pleased with it. You know, sometimes I'm not pleased, but I write it, and and I st- and I won't read it often, and maybe not at all, but as time as time goes by, it grows on me. And and you kinda of remember in your mind where you was when you write it and why you write it and you know. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. So you know, so like I'm not the kind of person who write a poem and read it. When I write a poem, I put it down because I'm just trying to capture a moment. I'm yeah. not ready to unveil it. Yeah, you know. So. This one is called under. The veil. Under 
the veil, it lies. It lies under the veil. What lies under the veil? What warrants the facade? The many masks we wear. Transparency, a mocking thought. There it lies under the veil. Shrouded in mystery, it lies under the veil from prying eyes that looks vigilantly pondering the mystery, but there is no gift. The veil endures and flourishes, festers and inoculates. Pretense is now the standard. A veiled existence bound us and we go content under the veil. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was phenomenal, sweetheart. Thank you, Naira. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really, you know, and, and I think as I was reading, read, reading it the other night, I, uh, I realized, you know what, this is a, this, this is a damn powerful poem. Because we are, you know, we are, you know, we are living on the Some facade. Get up and put on the mask and face the day, go to work. Smile when yep. you don't feel like it. <laughs> yep. And suffer in silence, yet you today. And come back home and ask for strength to do it all over again. Exactly. Yes. Do you want another one? Please, yes. Okay, Naila. And, and I'm going to tell you something. When you feel like, don't, don't be afraid to ask. You are familiar, you know. You, you have, you know. I'm, I'm familiar with you, you know. I mean, I mean, I like, I like doing you, Naila. I do. <laughs> I do. I'll do my dear friend. Okay, let me do this one. This one is called Futility. There is no preparing for tomorrow. It is a hit and miss situation. No two days are the same. Men rise and fall like the flower. Tomorrow is new to us all and what danger yonder looks the element of surprise assails us stoically it is ongoing persistence repetitious and monotonous what hopelessness becomes our task Trouble sits upon our brow. 
the mantle we carry. We would rather prepare and fail than fail to prepare. So we employ the prudence of the ant and go about our duties in robotic fashion and it wears us down. It wears us down. We grow tired forever anticipating our fears. We are want to die. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow. No, thank you. Yes, Phenomenal we are. Good job on that. Thank you, thank you. This, this is from my third book, I think. Yeah, my third book. I'm selfish that way. I keep, I keep, I keep my work to myself. Not intended, but. Ah, uh, and, and, and. And Nyla, if you say you want one more, I will deliver. Well, we have people on hold, so I'm going to have to wait until next week for your next one. Okay, I was just, you know, I was just trying to make a full, full, full last time and last time. And thank you for having me and letting me do what I do. And thank me, thank you for having me serve you, Nyla. We appreciate you so much. I appreciate you and adore you, and I am glad you're part of our family. And you're always so gracious and kind. So just thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, thank you my dear. Have a blessed night. And 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 out there you can find me, Granville John Hedrington, Facebook, Granville John Hedrington, Instagram. And if you put in my name, you'll find me. It's, it's, my name is Ria. Very weird. Have a good evening, yes, my night. it is. You too, sweetheart. Thank we'll you. talk to you soon. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We have 585-218 and 608 coming up. So let's go ahead and grab 508. 508, you're on the air. Maybe. Maybe you're on the air. 508, can you hear me? Or 585, I'm sorry, 585. Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How you doing? This is Doug Curry. How are you? How's everybody? <laughs> doing wonderful, sweetheart. How are you? Very well, very well. Very busy week. Um, so production we were working on. Um, we we went on stage with three shows, no, I'm sorry, with five shows last week from Wednesday to Sunday, and we're in the midst of the second five, so we just came off stage, oh, I know, an hour ago, but I was glad to be off stage that early so that we could come here and do this with you. It's been a very busy week, um, and, and at the same time, I've had a, a roof put on my house and had to record the two radio shows sure that they got done and had to make sure to be on hand for the the, the uh, plays that we produced. And so we're trying to coordinate all that 
in the meantime, I was on um, uh, all poetry, and there was a couple of prompts. And because it was Thanksgiving, some of those, not Thanksgiving, but Halloween, some of those had to do with that. So, yeah, I got two things here. One was a prompt showing a schoolyard, and uh, I wrote this schoolyard Halloween. Oh, by the way, I did manage to get home, sit on my step, and give out candy to the neighborhood kids, and they're about the only people I interacted with this week other than getting some something done. <laughs> so that was very good for me to be able to do. But this is called Schoolyard Halloween. There are all kinds of schools, some that we go to as a matter of you have to because it's the legal thing. And then there were schools that people, children got sent to to be civilized or normalized or some other thing that somebody else thought was good for them. Schoolyard Halloween. Wood shutters banging open and closed. Halloween and the whistling wind scrape lifeless vines against brick walls, blow fallen leaves up from the ground. Little wolfmen, Elvira's pumpkin heads, fill plastic bags with sugary treats. Raggedy brown boy looks like stiny, begs with upturned derby held out. Halloween and ghosts mingle in the old schoolhouse yard with those who make believe that they are them the undead. On these grounds of horror, buried beneath polite history, lie crudely interred bodies, children of native sons, black bondsmen, sent here to be civilized, taught the rudiments of reading and spelling and arithmetic and obedient to the schoolmasters, faith, and church. Red and brown hued girls dressed in rags Watch the squaw and vampire costumes on parade of pretense without fear, pretending to a fear once all too real. This old school sits atop a hill. Its charges cloistered away from families who play at Halloween is a pale ghost of the horrors untold. Here they had lived. Here they died, exhorted by the paddle and the lash to study and pray and work hard and to accept that this was God's will. Here, an upturned twig just might be a bone from a stout grave, a stone, a sod-filled skull, a little boy with a derby, just another undead and bone. Wow. Wow. That was absolutely, that was powerful. Yeah. You know, Halloween, you can make of it what you will. And I think that for some reason, the dark side of Halloween, and maybe just where we are people as a society, I think the dark side of Halloween comes more to the fore. People are more, uh, more willing to delve into the darkness. You know, the the true meaning of Halloween, the Celtic Halloween, was not a scary thing. Right. You know, but then other religions that 
we're not so open-minded about anything and we're dominant made it something bad because therefore they could be good, kind of like a, you know, a typical bully mentality. Mm-hmm. We'll make it bad mm-hmm. so I seem better. And then because it got that bad label, then it was adopted by things that are seen that that are seen as um, being. I'm trying to be very politically correct about this. Being affiliated with other darker things that it has no origination or it doesn't originate with that at all. So it's it's weird the way things get bastardized along the way to suit right. needs and stuff. But I I love your poem. I absolutely love your poem. Well, thank you. Um, I, I think we may have incidentally done ourselves some good here because um, without it, we wouldn't know that perhaps our society needs an outlet to delve into its own darker side, you know, mm-hmm. instead of every, instead of everything made for TV, uh, leave it to be, yeah. and have, you know, a world that really never did this. Um, so Halloween allows us to pretend that the things in the dark, darker reaches of our minds or souls. Anyhow, um, I think those things are important. You know, you talked about leave it to Beaver and stuff, and that's absolutely true. Do you know how many divorces are the result of expectations of a leave it to Beaver life? And a mm-hmm. Disney princess existence. Right. You know, women are women are teething yeah. on those ideals. You know, yeah. but that's not reality. That, uh, those things aren't real. Yeah. So Halloween does allow it opens a portal for us for one day to pretend at it or to even delve into it. So that was part of that. Likewise. You want to know a secret? I cheat. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't do it on just one day. <laughs> I, I poke it with a stick all the time. I kind of like things on the darker side too. But you know what? Um, being a well, being a child when I grew up, there were always scary movies and books. But the thing is, you had to draw a line. Some were supernatural, and some some were science fiction. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the science fiction stuff were were the what ifs as a result of technology and what science has done. And the supernatural were just of the uh, from the stars, and kind of kind of put us in our place. So this one, I'm not sure if it straddles the line. This is called 3000 A.D. The sun is shining somewhere. Reflection aglow in the face of a moon hovering over a wasteland with spray cans and beef herds have wrought us into the frying pan atop a fire of our making, of our dogged insistence. It is dark here as it began, and the faculty news itself amid the rubble. Our ashes cultivate new growth of white flowers, reaching for paltry moonlight as it was in the beginning as again it begins without us. And, 
end poem. I was waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> Without us. Do you know how big of a fan I am of your work? <laughs> I cannot imagine. Seriously. From the I've very, very first people. time you ever called in. I always appreciate knowing that because I have such respect for you as a poet and as a teacher. And that's the honest truth. I have such regard for you and what you do with this program and how you coach along and coax along. All of us who find our way to you on a Thursday night, uh, it's 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 a credit to, to the Internet is one thing. I mean, you know, we might not ever have met if it were not for that. So I do appreciate I appreciate your being there. Anything anything you have to say about my work that's good, then it's it's uh, it, it's tenfold of uh, what it would be if it were from other source. You know, have you been on my Facebook page? Lately? Not lately. I haven't been on the internet very lately. Well, you don't have to go look, but I'll just tell you. I've got, when I'm on the show, I doodle because it helps me concentrate. It's kind of like a mindless activity. I did a post talking about that because I've got a notebook. Every single show, I have this sitting here, and sometimes I don't do it, and sometimes I do, and sometimes I do it a lot, and sometimes I do it a little. Draw while you guys are, you know, because of having ADD, which is one of the things I love about myself the most, but I tend to drift, so... If I do something like that, it it makes me focus. That part of me that always has to be multitasking, it gives it something to do and slows it down so I can pay attention to what I'm what I'm doing here. And so I thought it'd be kind of fun. I took some pictures of some of the things that I've sketched during shows and threw it in a photo album on my page. And on one of them, there's just this weird little doodly page. I must have been having a really good day that day. But there's like this horribly drawn phone receiver. And it's got a little talk bubble coming up from it, and it says Doug. So uh-huh. whatever day this was, you called in, and while you were reading your poem, I drew this telephone with your name coming have, out of it. I will definitely look for that. But uh, <laughs> most, of all, most of all, I appreciate you offering us this forum on a Thursday night. And I, I love hearing the other people call in with what they have to offer and the fact that you make it available to us. Um, so my name is Douglas Curry, and I can be found on Facebook under that name, Douglas Curry. Uh, I can be found, my work can be found on allpoetry.com under the name Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D, 99. I look forward to interacting with anyone who cares to. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. I appreciate you being here tonight. I appreciate you sharing. And, well, thank you. Um, we'll talk to you next week, okay? Absolutely. Take care, dear. Thank you, sweetheart. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 218. 218, you are on the air, maybe. Now you're on the air, 218. Indeed. Hello, hey, hello. sweetheart. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I I apologize if you can hear snoring in my in the background. My 
kid decided to come crash in my bed instead of him. But this is Mariah, right? Yes. Hi. <laughs> Hi, honey. Welcome to the show. It's okay. Baby's allowed. We're good. Yeah, I got I got them to sleep, and about two minutes later, he's in my room. Child. Okay. So yeah, hi. It's hi, it's honey. Kind of um. So yeah. Um. I'm just gonna. I'm actually excited for tonight because I was going through my stuff and I realized I have not read um, one of my favorites. It's a slam piece, and it's one of my favorites to perform. It is a sensitive subject matter. Um, I'm just going to preface it with that. Um, It is about a guy who is falsely accused of sexual assault. So if that is a trigger for anyone or if it turns anyone off, you know, I just kind of want to preface it with that. Um, I I never want anyone to be triggered by anything that I read. And, well, poetry should be something that makes us feel, of course, but it should not be something that puts us in a dangerous mindset, in my opinion. Anyway. Well said. So this is accused. My heart dropped when I saw the flashing lights outside the window and heard the fist pounding on the door. My heart dropped. It was raised back up and smashed back to hell in a fraction of a second when I opened the door and the blue uniforms told me that they weren't there to tell me that someone was gone. It's that they were there to take someone away. My heart dropped, and they beat my mind with their silence as they ignored my questions and led him to the back of the squad car at the station... I was met with the same response, the same disgusted stare and confusion because all they could think when they looked at me was, how could I date a rapist? My heart dropped when I tried to tell them that it wasn't true, that I was there, that she was asking for it, that he said no. And so she led her second choice of a man to the back room and then blamed it on him to teach him a lesson that you couldn't get rid of her that easily, that crazy ex that everyone warns you about but never really believes in. My heart dropped as she got her friends to stand by her, to follow me after school trying to scare me into silence. I said no. My heart dropped as the statements continued, wrapping the noose around his neck, ready to hang him with their words. I realized that she was just one half-crooked smile away from a whole new kind of crazy. 
my heart dropped when they let me see him for the first time. Left eyes and bruised lips that I wished were just my imagination, but that I couldn't blink away no matter how hard I tried. No touching, they said, when I tried to take his pain away. No touching, they said, when all I wanted to do was wrap him in my arms and tell him that everything would be okay. No touching, I tried yelling at them that that was the point, but he never touched her. No touching. No touching. Okay. You don't have to yell. My heart dropped. As I looked past the blue and purple bruises and could see that he was breaking, ready to hang on false accusations just to get his feet off the ground. They let him out on bail, and the next time the flashing lights showed up outside my house, it was because I took too long to find him and I couldn't get him to breathe. My heart dropped as I cried. It felt a whole new kind of crazy. No touching. Because why would you hold a body when there's no feeling, no movement, no breathing? No touching. And peace. That was absolutely intense and brutal and holy moly. I have a friend of mine who's a registered sex offender who, because of the same thing, and, mm-hmm. and you know, we know, just like you're talking about the poem, we knew, we were there, we knew, but his ex, um, his ex-wife had a teenage daughter, and the two of them came up with a story that, you know, got him out of the house put him in jail, and they sold everything of his while they were gone, stole all his money, stole everything, you know, and because he wanted to leave. So they taught him, didn't they? You know? Harsh. And, um, yeah, yeah. So it really made me think about that. But, you know, just the, the we have to, and, and this is, this comes from, this comes from a background of being, and I was in a very, I mean, such a, such an abusive relationship. I mean, I was shot. My house was burnt down. A really bad abusive relationship that took me a bit to get away from. And mm-hmm. so this comes from that background. But there's too many times that I see men get blamed for things that they don't do. Because we are raised knowing that we, and I mentioned this earlier, are Disney princesses. We are privileged white girls. We are, we are, we can say anything, and you know, by nature, the whole world is going to jump to protect us, and we don't have to prove anything. And I have seen so many times girls get in the face of men and push and push and push and back them into a corner until they have to push their way out. And as soon as that push comes. All of a sudden, oh my God, hands on me, and they go to the men goes to jail. That really needs to change. Women need to become accountable for their actions, their cause and effect, their chain of events, and stop expecting men to be supermen if we're going to treat them and create them and turn them into villains. You can't yeah. push a man 
and get mad when he pushes back because you're a princess. Learn not to push those buttons. Learn not to demand. You know, it's... You can tell you've written something important if it can provoke such an emotional response. And for me, that it does. It really does that. That piece really did that for me. Thank you. And I just, I I thought it was awesome. Are you going to read two, baby? Yeah. I I don't know anyone that that happened to, but... Um, I I don't even remember what particularly inspired it, but it was well, it was incredible. It was awesome. I know that anyone who I mean, I know there's going to be a lot of people out there who have gone through stuff like that because it happens so often. That just like for me, you know, brought up several different emotions both one I could relate to through, you know, the, a life being destroyed through a friend of mine. You know, luckily he didn't push himself to that point, but a life absolutely destroyed because of something like that happening. You know, so I don't, you know, maybe, I don't know, you were channeling something somewhere, but you were you did a really good job of, of capturing that whole emotion of it. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and then I've got one more if you got time. Mm-hmm. All right. This is kind of on the flip side of things. Um, just, um, so this is a much more personal piece for me uh, surrounding my childhood and uh, just the shit that I went through with that, but it was very cathartic to write, and I I just I really enjoyed how enjoy isn't quite the right word. It it feels right how it came out. Mm-hmm. This is a difficult bloom. I've never really known how to feel. Never understood how to express the feelings you left behind. Broken always seemed too cliche, but I didn't feel strong enough to be anything else. Oh, what have you done to me? Why did you choose me to be special when all I wanted was to be loved? You said I was yours. Buried in secrets I was never told to keep, You placed silence in my ribs and planted my soul. Stay there, you said. I want to watch you bloom. But how can I blossom when so much of me has faded? Wilted under false promises and too high expectations, I don't know what there is to do. A decade of dirt caked on my bones made it harder to move past beyond because my growth was lost to a touch I never wanted. For years, you stayed quiet. Practiced refusals until my breath was gone, yet I never found the courage to speak. I didn't want you to hate me. Though, when a misguided child, 
I thought I was too far gone to be alive. Stuck in lifeless soil with no place to go. All I wanted was I'm sorry. An acknowledgement of my pain as I lost who I was. We cannot bloom in drought. And your words dried up any thoughts of being special. I was no longer worthy of you. And you should have been nothing to me. And yet, a decade later, I still think of you. Except now. Now I am a beauty in my own right. That's no one except my God and speak truth when I have things to say. I am scrubbed clean by the passage of time in a body you have never touched. My bones are bathed in the scent of poetry, and my ribs hold roses you cannot pick. I am no longer yours. And poem. I am no longer yours. That's I love it. Absolutely loved it. A lot of power in that statement. Yeah. It was it's like at the end of the labyrinth. You have no power over me. Right? <laughs> Very good job, sweetheart. All right. All right. Yeah, tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart. All right. You can find me on allpoetry.com under beautifulblade-mars. Um, I am kind of resigned to admit that I am permanently locked out of my Instagram account, which is beautifulblade.poetry. But you can also find me on TikTok under the same name, beautifulblade.poetry. Um, I really need to get back to that, get active in that again. <laughs> but... You know what? This this show gives me reason to. So, I that's keep... awesome. Your All voice right. gives Thanks. you reason to. Your writing gives you reason to. When you do stuff <laughs> on there, you know you're welcome to post stuff on my page, by the way, so people can check them out. Absolutely, we'll do. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you soon, honey. Thank you. Tell everyone how to find you again before you take off. All right, my main stuff is. On allpoetry.com under Beautiful Blade dash Mars. Beautiful Blade is one word, space dash Mars. Thanks. Perfect. Thank you, sweetheart. And we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. All right. Those were beautiful reads. Hard subjects to write. Great. This is awesome. All right. Let's go ahead and grab on my fuzzy hermit that's a not such a big hermit anymore in Colorado mountains <laughs> Rocky Mountain high fuzzy. Colorado fuzzy. <laughs> yes fuzzy hermit in the snowy mountains is it snowing well it was earlier it got up I'm I so jealous 39 or 40 so a lot of it melted we didn't get the, uh, what was it, six to eight inches that one weather app said we were going to get. 
the other one said it was going to rain. Yeah. I want snow. So, what are you going to share with us, my dear? Uh, something from a year ago, since I only have one new one. So, all of, um, I might as well just mention this. If people want to go and look at my writing, and I'll tell you where later, all of my pictures, or all of my pictures, all of my writing has pictures to them now. I have for over a year. So They're the ones you've been taking. Right. And yeah, I guess that would be a really good point is that they're pictures I have actually taken. So this one is titled uh, Within Stillness. As the sun rises, I begin to awaken from my dream state in which I travel to the sea breathing the salty air. I dove into the ocean and softened as if I want if I as if I was one myself. Rose to the surface and gained my wings. I flew up ever higher with the eagles as we rode the thermals to the mountains. I landed in a clearing near a river surrounded by majestic rock formations. Mountains reaching for the sky where they met the clouds. This is where I call home, where I fly with the eagles and run with the wolves. Seeking further connection with nature and with source. I sit, close my eyes, clear my mind, breathe, and pray. This is where I feel at peace, breathing in fresh mountain air as the sun radiates warmth. I begin traveling within my mind's eye, praying for a greater awareness and a stronger connection to my intuition. In this place, I sense and feel a special life force. Is it mine? Is it someone else's? Is it ours? I enter the vortex where I feel the strength and invitation to explore its landscape, both external and internal. Breathing slowly and deeply, I settle in as my intuition guides me. Over warm waves, a caress of a whisper in my ear. I feel a presence, something familiar, yet also new. I reach out with my mind's eye and meet another also traveling within this vortex where time stands in a stillness I have never felt before. 
and poem. Wow. You know, actually, you posted that. It was with a sunset picture, right? It might have been. Um, you talking about tonight? No, you didn't post or, it tonight. You posted it for tonight on your page. I've read that. I well, read that when you posted it. Okay. It was from September of last year. So I may have. I posted it again with a different picture I took the other day. <laughs> I I loved it when I read it. But hearing you read it, you know, you always say that, and that's one of the things that makes it really powerful, people coming on and reading their own poetry, is because, you know, it's interpreted one way or it's just, it's completely different when the person who writes it reads it because they know how to bring it to life. They know the inflection. They know the, you know, they know the voice of the words. And I loved it reading it, but I loved it even more hearing you read it. Thank you. Great, great job. So here's uh, what? What's that? I said, so should I read the second one? Yeah. Okay. This one's titled The Soul Road. I gazed up the old dirt road beyond the pinion pines and the rocky mountain cliffs up the river valley untouched by man where mother nature caresses everything and I could see the clouds in the distance set on fire by the setting sun white gray, yellow, pink, and magenta, too. As I lowered my gaze into your eyes, I could see your longing and the fire within you raging, your heartstrings singing, vibrating a familiar song. As the river's current caressed rocks, and its banks, nourishing everything in its path. I gently stroked your hair, soft, full, ripe for a gentle tug. You tilted your head back, exposing your neck. As my hand brushed your cheek ever so slightly, you sighed. I could see your lips trembling. You slowly licked them as if they were parched too long since last kissed. Our fingers intertwined as I pulled you closer. You sighed again, falling ever more into my arms. I've traveled this soul road found my own and I found yours too and poem that was beautiful 
Thank you. You almost had me. You almost had me scared a couple of times, but that was beautiful. <laughs> when when, when lips started trembling, it was like, oh shit, I better hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that does seriously. That was absolutely a beautiful read. Thank you. You're very welcome. Do you have time for just a, a brief news blurb here? Sure. So, last time I called actually was three weeks ago. I checked. And three weeks ago today was when I went over the handlebars on my mountain bike. And... Uh, Blood, blood. I got. I ended up getting a blood clot in my leg. It's healing really fast, so uh, I'm happy with that. That's the end of the blurb. Well, I was was waiting for more. I already knew that stuff. It's like, oh my God, what's he going to say? What's he going to say? I was freaking holding my breath. I thought you were going to say something horrible. Well, I so did were walk you uh, were you on the bike the with Lakota? The... Did Lakota stop and you fell? Is that what happened? No, I was barely rolling, and it was like slow motion. I like to tell a joke about it because it was like I was going so slow, and then my mind is like, you know, you're pulling that front handbrake too hard. I know, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> I went over the handlebars. That internal dialogue. <laughs> yes, that was it. And uh, no, the odd thing was is I landed safely that Thursday, and I didn't feel any pain until two uh, two days later on Saturday. And within a day, I knew what had happened. Uh, it's technically called or medically called it a trauma-induced clot. And it's actually, I guess, like about a foot long. Um, but uh, now I, I went to go see the doctor and did everything, and they put me on medication right away, and things are getting better. I've just had to do this stupid dance with the VA for the past, like, eight days now uh, to try and get them to pay for all of it. But... Uh, so I'm still in the mountains. I was going to leave to go to Arizona last week, but now it'll probably be in about two weeks. I like you better in Colorado. You wear clothes in Colorado. Well, you don't see me when I'm in Arizona. I don't post pictures of I know, myself but on the still, internet. I, I, I still talk to you on the phone. Oh, and there are things that sting this, and bite question. in Arizona. And so I'm sitting here trying to talk to you on the phone, but I know that your little willy wanker's hanging out and running around in the desert and is going to get stung by a scorpion. <laughs> and then what? how am I going to feel? <laughs> oh, that is too funny. <sighs> willy wanker you know, I, went I'm, to the I worry about, I worry about these scorpion. things. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess and you now got everybody wolf, knows you got the wolf puppies now, and they like your toys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
you're, you're going to be sitting there walking across camp, and then another party is going to be on the other side of camp. In and the pieces? dogs will be in a tug-of-war. <laughs> you know, they're, they're like two-thirds the size of Lakota. They're actually, they are seven months old today. The third, because they were born on April Which is third. Right around, right around the age that you got Lakota between six and seven months. Well, was I think it, he was twenty-seven weeks, so about six and a half months. So yes, mm-hmm. uh, I had been watching him really close for. The six weeks approaching that time, wondering if they were going to get as big as he was, and me trying to look at pictures uh, that you took and I took when I got them from you, and um, yeah, they're they're getting big. They howled about five times too when I took Lakota on a walk this afternoon for the first time in a couple of weeks. Because I can actually straighten my leg out. I can only straighten it about maybe 85, 90% for about five days or so. Fortunately, I was able to walk the entire time, unlike the last two clots I had. Those were super painful. Debbie just came in to chat. You remember Debbie Philly? Sure. Hi, Debbie. She said... She says, hi, it's Debbie, and on the tablet, but now I don't have any sound. Now I can't hear the show. And I said, no, no sound, that's too bad. We're talking about when Sapien's Willy Winkle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've named your penis here on Worldwide Radio, just so you know. Now, it's, now everybody knows that when Nyla talks to me in the desert, she wonders about whether I'm naked or not. Whether your Willy Winkle's getting bit by a scorpion. Yeah. You know, th- th- those are the things I worry about. I, I care about my friends. I worry about them. You know? I'm going to, like, knit you a little wiener guard or something. <laughs> little, wiener make armor. Make a little sun hat on it so it doesn't get a sunburn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. I'm going to make it a well, hat. I haven't heard I'm you say to, anything about it. I am about, so going to make it a sun hat. Ri- yeah, I, I, I haven't heard you say anything. Are you worried about me riding my my mountain bike and, and Lakota pulling me into a into a cactus that's into a saguaro cactus that's oh that would be horrible. That would be horrible. Yeah. I would not talk about no no. Thank you for putting that thought in my head. Yeah. Did you did you see the, the the two videos of Lakota? His his going upside down. And no. uh, you didn't see that? I sent that to you. When? And the other one is him. I get him to talk when I give him a treat. I taught that to Merlin 27 years ago. To Lakota or to to Magic? No, to uh, Lakota. 
Lakota goes upside down. He likes to do this upside down thing some, in the morning before he goes outside. He'll mm-hmm. put his head on my shoulder and he'll roll over upside down. Well, he's not done that since a puppy. Yeah. It's his, snu- it's his snuggles. Yeah, so you taught that to him, huh? Yeah, I do that too. He still likes his papa and Toto is rubbed. <laughs> he still puts his paw up when he sits down. Yeah, good. I hope he. But now he does talks. That. Now, now he talks back to me too. When I'm I looking for the video. I don't see any videos, so you're going to have to tell me. You're going to message me and let me know where that. Well, works. tell me where it's that's there. at. There it says Lakota's going upside down video. Where? And then the most recent. On Facebook? No, it, I sent it to you in Instant Messenger. Okay, I will I guess find you haven't it. checked that for a few days. And then I I'll also I sent one. The most recent one is where he talks. And it's really funny because he'll wag his tail, and this morning he was laying down, and then he stuck his butt up in the air and started wagging his tail. And he goes, rawr, 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 rawr. That's so funny. He's sleeping right here. Right, bud? He's a wonderful dad. You'd be super proud of him. He keeps everybody in line by biting them in the face. He learned that from me, too. Yeah. I figured as much. <laughs> Stay in line. I'll bite you in the face. All right, my sweetheart. Tell everyone how to find you. You can find me by typing in poetry in the wind as one word, no spaces. That's my Facebook page. If you're interested in reading some of my older stuff, They're in a book entitled Held, A Fusion of Brilliance, Volume 2, which is available on Amazon. It's an international anthology of writers from Canada, the U.K., and the U.S., published in February 2012, so pretty old. Um, And if you are interested in my Instagram page, that would be S-A-P-I-E-N-0-0-1. And there should be a link there for Fuzzy's Pack, F-U-Z-Z-Y-S-P-A-C-K. That's the Instagram account for Lakota and his four cubbies. When I come see you next summer, are you going to let me trim your hair and your beard? <laughs> not cut not cut them off, but just let me trim them. When you're in Colorado, because you'll have clothes on in Colorado. I won't come see you wearing <laughs> Oh, you don't want to get distracted, right? I'm looking at, and got the, I haven't watched the videos, but I'm looking at the videos of you, and your beard and, and your hair needs a trim. Oh, Okay. Shaped up a little bit, we'll so I'm see. going to do that for you when I come see you. Yeah, yeah. you got to. You can go out during the winter, really big and super fluffy, fluffy fluff to keep your face. I want to look like Santa Claus. Arizona, so. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now you just made me remember that poem I wrote about Santa Claus and the candy cane. I have to I'm go find that one. Yeah, I read it on the, on the show when I wrote it. So the anniversary show is actually in a month. December. Yeah, it's going to be on December. Uh, December third. First, actually, December first. First. Yeah. December. Is that 1st. because it's the first Sunday after the actual anniversary? Well, the anniversary itself is uh, the 27th. Uh, or no, the 29th, why, yeah. the 29th, November 29th. Uh, okay. Yeah. So instead of doing so it... pretty close on, there. Yeah, I'd have to do it on the 17th because the 24th... Isn't the 24th Thanksgiving? Or is the 17th Thanksgiving? It's the third Thursday? Aaron, I don't know. I don't follow that stuff too much. Like when Easter is and... I do know the clocks change next Saturday night. It's the 24th. It's the last Thursday of the month of November, I think. So it's the, yeah. So it would have to be on the 17th or the 1st, and the 17th is too early early to have it, and the 1st is only two days after our anniversary, so that's the best day. That's the best time. That's why I picked that one. And what year is it now? 16? 17. Mm Mm-hmm. 16 years. One? 16. Mm-hmm. Boy, sweet 16, huh? <laughs> I want all the kisses. I get all the kisses on the anniversary show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, James. Tell everybody how they can come find you, how they can give you loves one more time on Facebook, and then we are going to close out the show. Hey. Poetry in the Wind as one word, no spaces. That's my Facebook page. He wants to find some of my older writing. It's in a book entitled Held, A Fusion of Brilliance, Volume 2, available on Amazon. It's published in February 2012. Uh, My Instagram account is S-A-P-I-E-N-0-0-1. And Lakota and his four cubbies, Magic, Mala, Nim, and Little Bud, is at Fuzzy's Pack, F-U-Z-Z-Y-S-P-A-C-K, no space, no apostrophe. Say, their name, say all their names again. Magic, who named after Magic Merlin. Uh-huh. My first wolf dog I got 27, almost 28 years ago. Nim, who's, so magic is all-white female. Nim is an all-white female. That's Nyla's. She got the name her. And then Little Bud slash Big Bud slash the BLM Explorer slash Dozer slash Kieran. You better not be talking about my boy that I named Kieran. Slash Nanyahe. That's 
the black phase male, because mommy was a black phase and Lakota has a grandfather who was a black phase. And then Mala. That is my boy, is, and you need to call him by the right name. Uh-oh, which one is it? I'm I'm very, very upset right now. I'm very upset right now. Kieran means little dark one. And Nanya Mm -hmm. Hay is Cherokee for one who wanders. Yep. And And then the other male who looks just like dad and his dad, clone dad, his name is Mala. M-A-A-L-A, which stands for Merlin, Abby, Arthur, Lakota, Annie. I love that so And he's much. the only one who barks. He's That's the only weird. One that barks. Well, he has more dominant dog genes. His skull, his snout is actually shaped just a little bit different. It looks more Alaskan Malamute. You should do the uh, DNA test on them so you know which, because they, they can all be different. Yeah. Well, if somebody wants to donate about $500 to me, I'll go do that. Well, throw your links out again then. <laughs> all right, baby. I appreciate you so much. I'm glad you took time to call in. I'm glad you read. Yeah. Me too. I'm in a really I won't tease you about Willie Winkle on the air anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh. That's a lie. I will. She hasn't seen it, so she doesn't know. (laughs) This is true. I have not seen it. You've seen me pee in the forest, but I've never seen you. Me? No, I didn't. You were on the other side of the car. Oh, that's right. I'm a gentleman even in the forest. <laughs> All right, love. I will try to give Just you a call. I've been trying to call everybody, but my son has been here, and so I have not had a lot of alone time with my phone, yeah. but just know that I'm trying, okay? Okay. All right. Okay. All right. And we will talk to you next week. Try to call in next week, okay? See what I can do. See if I can write some more. You have lots for us to read, so or here that you can oh, read that we can hear. Yeah. That's what I meant. All right. Thank you, hun. All right. Thanks, Nile. I love you. Love you too, honey. <laughs> bye, bye. Bye. All right, everyone, you've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe, Speakeasy Caffeine, Open Mic Poetry Show. I am going to play a track real quick by Phil K. called Before the Internet, and we will talk to you guys next week. Good night, everybody. It is summertime in the 90s, before the Internet, and I'm sitting on the couch with Ben, my best friend who has a bowl cut like I do. And I ask Ben what he wants to do, and Ben says what he always says. Oh, no, dude, what do you want to do? <laughs> and I don't know either, because it's already two months in the summertime, and we have done everything we think we can do. 
played basketball so many times, Ben knows I will never go less. Stayed up until midnight to watch the R-rated VHS tapes my mother owns. Pulled each other around in a wagon and toilet papered every house on the street except for our own. <laughs> and so we turn on the television and Indiana Jones is playing. And afterwards we go outside because there is no internet. And we stare at the big tree on our street. The tree that is bigger than Ben's entire house. The tree that we have never been able to climb because we are little kids. But now, we are little kids that just watched Indiana Jones. <laughs> and so we find some old bungee cords. And the hooks find themselves in our belt loops. And the other sides tied around the branches. And now we are almost to the top of the big tree. And any time I am tired, I sit back and I swing. And I quietly think to myself, maybe... I am Indiana Jones. And Ben quietly thinks to himself, maybe this is a bad idea. And my belt loops quietly think to themselves, you fundamentally must understand my ability. But we are all thinking quietly. And so for a few seconds, it is silent. And at nine years old, I transform into things I've never been before. An astronaut floating in space. A hummingbird buzzing in place, a beam of August light floating through the leaves. And then I hear a crack, which is not Indiana Jones, but my belt loops snapping apart, shrieking relief, and I fall all the way down the tree onto my back. And Ben rushes down and says, are you okay? And I say, I think so. And Ben starts to laugh. And I start to laugh, and I'm bleeding from my elbow, but it's just a scrape. And that means that I am human and alive. And we sit under the big tree and giggle until my mother comes to find us. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.